Welcome to the fourth episode of the Radiant Black podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about Radiant Black issue number five and all the amazing things that happened these last few weeks. My God, it's been such a, a, like a crazy week for Radiant Black as a, as a whole. Yeah, no kidding. So crazy. You can't even like remember to introduce me. It's wild. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. It's, uh, you know, your resident Radiant Matt here, excited to talk about Radiant Black as always. And these last two issues have like dialed it up into the stratosphere. Like I can't believe where we're at and it's super exciting. It's not just what's going on in the comic, but outside the comic as well has been insane. Yeah, we have a special episode for everyone today in that we're not just going to talk about this issue specifically, but we're going to talk about some amazing things that happened this week. And, you know, chief amongst those things is the fact that we've launched a Radiant Black Discord server called, of course, Existence. And, um, you know, we weren't sure how this was going to go, but we got to say the reception has been exceeding our expectations. First of all, we'd like to give a massive shout out to Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa, and Igor Monti, three major creators who are involved in the Radiant Black property who or comic book series and who, you know, they, they've already joined our Discord server. And Kyle's been extremely awesome on the server. He's been extremely receptive to all the questions that fans have. He's been answering them as much as he can. He's been really, you know, he's been communicating with everyone, showing us some awesome stuff. And I just got to say, if you're a Radiant Black fan out there and you haven't joined the discord please come check it out yeah no kidding uh kyle's been more receptive and more responsive than i could have ever hoped he's been awesome answering questions for a lot of people who've been asking and not just the creators i mean we forgot to mention that uh michael basudo's in there as well at least i i presume it's michael because of the way that uh, kyle interacted with him and you know basudo's hilarious but the people in the server have been amazing we've got a couple mods but so far knock on wood we don't really need them because everyone has been exceptionally chill and the discussions have been amazing everyone's been keeping it real we've been talking and having some amazing radio black discussions it's so wonderful and nice to see the community being vibrant to see everyone just so excited to share their theories wanting to discuss more reading black and you know that's what we're here for and you know funny enough this wasn't really planned like we didn't have any plans to launch a discord server but the other day we were just on twitter you know talking about radiant black you know we were gushing about the fifth issue and how amazing it was <laughs> my mind was blown i tweeted like four times rapid succession for those of you that know you know and we just noticed that kyle higgins tweeted that uh, maybe we should get a discord server going so i decided to get in touch with uh, you know radiant matt and i told him to make it happen and so we made it happen yeah and you guys no one has to call me radiant bad <laughs> if you don't want to but yeah no kyle was super cool like i scrolled by it at first and you know bashar pointed out and i was like all right well let's do this because you know when you build it they will come or if you build it they will come and uh it happened it's been fantastic there's what like around 80 members right now and in, in the course of like three days so you know it's it's awesome it's pretty accessible you know we've tweeted the link out uh it's an open invite it's there uh, for about seven days it's kind of kind of tough that way i want to figure out a way to do it uh, make it easier but if you message pretty much anyone who's uh who's on twitter all the time talking about radiant black they're probably in it and could supply with the link or just dm us and we'll happily give you a link if it's expired when you check this out yeah i mean even kyle himself's been sending invites to people and i'm pretty sure that once uh pretty much if you go into any of the threads and you ask anyone who's on the server they'll they'll send you the invite we don't have any requirements just you know be respectful and talk reading black and it's been wonderful so far yeah no it's great there's a uh, memes theories speculation and everyone it's like a hive mind now people just sharing their thoughts and uh, obviously we all have different kind of perspectives and stuff like that but it's really cool to see everybody's ideas bouncing off each other and theory snowball from different points that people are bringing up it's awesome 
For sure. And, you know, me and uh, Matt and I, one of the things that we've uh, discussed in previous episodes is uh, the newsletter, the Raiden Black newsletter called Black Market News that Kyle Higgins uh, publishes and uh, releases every few weeks. And we, we, you know, we were talking about how we love the series so much that we wanted to discuss, like we wanted to talk about Raiden Black and discuss it, you know, beyond the newsletter or beyond forums or Twitter. So we saw the demand for people just on, on Twitter asking for Discord, asking for a place to talk about and discuss, you know, issue number five and all the other issues. So, you know, we, we, we tried to fill that demand and it worked out wonderfully we've got like almost 100 users so far in the discord in, in a matter of a day or two and it's been wonderful really yeah i know and uh, you know come join us to talk ray and black it's awesome and we've got a separate tab for podcast related stuff so if you guys want feedback that uh, to get feedback on the podcast or have questions that you want us to discuss on the podcast that's the perfect place to just put that down there and if you're looking for links that's a really good source as well so anything ready in black right now it's awesome and we've got the uh, awesome crew that's uh got a cool crew that even showed up in the comic there so it's uh it's pretty sweet we've we have a lot of channels where folks are talking about different things we've got a theories channel where it's been rampant with readers talking about you know what theories they have about issue five and moving forward and it's been quite interesting we're going to reference a few later on here thank you to those who contributed and we've got a memes uh, channel we've got a miscellaneous channel where people are talking about other comic books written by kyle higgins or just other comic books in general it's just been really nice and one thing we want to note is that we we didn't know what to expect when Kyle joined this Discord server. We didn't know whether he was going to be active. We didn't know whether he was just joining for, you know, just for the hell of it. But he's been extremely active and he's been answering a lot of fan questions. I'll even go as far as to say that there's some content on the Discord that you might not see outside it so for those of you who just love radiant black i highly recommend checking it out yeah you can get insight on stuff that some stuff that we can talk about publicly and some stuff that's a little bit more exclusive that uh you know it's just a couple clicks away it's not like we're hiding it from anybody but uh it's just right there if you look for it it's awesome yeah and shout out to our mods uh Rajorla and marty stoked both have been amazing have been doing a good job helping moderating and uh, marty stokes actually got an amazing surprise in the work for uh, in the works for us he's working on some radiant black emojis so you know for those of you who are fans of emojis we might have some radiant black ones and of course with kyle higgins's blessing yeah it's awesome so i mean without further ado let's hop into this issue i mean the outside stuff is amazing but the interior is so good like oh this issue i mean we can't bury the lead issue five is was awesome there were some really cool reveals and uh you know even more cool stuff with like our new lead presumably marshall it's really cool and i can't wait to talk about it yeah, you know, just starting with that cover A by Diwali, another fantastic cover. And a shout out to Diwali, one of our favorite artists on this podcast, who has just been killing it with every single variant they've done for this series. And, you know, prior to the release of this issue, they did not have the the little bubbles or the little, you know, rays showing Marshall's different like significance the significant points of his life. So it's interesting to see that. And then we've got an amazing cover B by Diego Greco. Beautiful purples, got the big radiant robot in the back, and my favorite of the whole bunch, personally, we've got the amazing 125 variant by Serge Acuna. And I gotta say, this might be one of my favorite variants of the whole series. It just it just pops. Yeah, no, the, the cover game continues to, you know, it, it's the strongest of 2021. I, I Show me a series that's had more consistent covers. It's been a great year for art and covers, but, I mean, Radiant Black, every, every time they're hitting it out of the park, it's amazing. It truly is. And uh, one thing we want to note before diving into this issue that I think listeners will appreciate later on is that uh, 
We have Eduardo Fargato and Natalia Marquez uh, filling in for the art and coloring this issue because Marcelo Costa injured his hand and uh, was given in- instructions from doctors to take a break. So if you look at the credit page, we notice that Fargato did the artwork on pages 1 to 23, but uh, Marcelo Costa did manage to do uh, to recover in time and do some uh, give us some amazing pages of uh, pages 24 to 28 yeah it's a great combination of talents and it made for a cool issue it was cool to see a different take on in the interior on uh, just uh, other people drawing nathan you know nathan's corpse and get a lot of different poses for nathan sadly this issue but uh, yeah it was cool to see uh, their take on marshall and some radiant action too it was really sweet definitely and you know let's without further ado let's dive into this issue we open up and the first thing we see it's a bit brutal heart-wrenching we ended the last issue you know on a cliffhanger we saw that marshall was in the middle of equipping the radiant power he was about to you know he basically agreed to to work with radiant and we see here that we're back at the scene of the crime where in lockport where you know nathan's bleeding out he just had a building collapse on him we see some paramedics attempting to resuscitate him and it doesn't seem to be working out well marshall's just a mess right now yeah uh it's cool i like that this little sequence here he goes through like three of the five stages of grief which is kind of interesting it really quickly and you see that he goes through denial you know he's saying like no no he's not dead he's not dead and he face palms the uh, paramedic like, I, I, I didn't notice it the first time because i was so invested in you know what was going on and but like just the, that's face palm imagine you're gonna go save somebody's life in the face palm that poor paramedic doesn't deserve this but i'm sure he's used to dealing with people in a bunch of uh different emotional states so this was brutal and Marshall reacts in the most Marshall way with that, the face bomb. It was great. Yeah, you know, and it's amazing because we, we really get more insights into Marshall's character here. We see that, you know, one thing the comic source mentioned on their uh, podcast slash review was that they weren't so sure of Marshall's character because we needed to see more as readers moving forward before we could make a, you know, full judgment on what kind of superhero Marshall would be or where, what kind of character he he is. And, uh, you know, I think this sheds more more light on his the kind of character that he is because we see that he's immediately you know we were questioning how close they were nathan and marshall on previous issues because while marshall was you know laying down the line like making the jokes acting like nothing's ever happened or changed you know nathan's been a little he's been a little slow to you know to take part of that camaraderie he's been more like tepid so here we see that no like nathan and marshall are pretty close like at least according to marshall's perspective and we see that through him, you know, just begging God. And we've all had these moments growing up, you know, where we beg God for something and we just swore we'd change. And here we see Marshall just saying, you know, I swear to God, please, please, if you fix this, if you save him, I'll be different. And just fix my friend. You can't take him. He's my best friend. And we see that, you know, Marshall really values Nathan. He really, really considers him a good, close friend. Yeah, and at this point, God is Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars going, best I can do is a little bit of brain activity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I do like, like it is bargaining. People get desperate. Even even those of us that might say we're an atheist or whatever, you know, when you get to those low points in life, you might you reach out for someone. You know, I don't know if Mar- Marshall doesn't seem to me to be a super religious guy. He talks about how he'll go to church, like maybe his family is religious, Catholic or Christian or something, presumably. And then, you know, you follow. But when you're desperate as hell, if, you know, you would devote yourself to any god if it means you could have your best friend back after losing them or someone you care about as much as he cares about nathan for sure and you know it it we see that right after where immediately up after marshall's desperate prayers we see a little cough from uh, nathan and it seems like he took a breath and marshall's just surprised he's shocked and he immediately asks the he asked the paramedic if 
you know, if that was a breath. And she replies that they've got a shallow pulse. And he begins to just thank God, you know, it's almost like boom, you know, effect. It turns out that, you know, we're not out of the woods at all because it tells him that they got here six minutes after the building collapsed on Nathan. And while he just took a breath, that's because they gave him adrenaline. He has no brain activity and they're not nowhere near safe. So they just decide to evacuate Nathan and obviously rush him to the hospital. And Marshall's left there broken. You know, he's just, you could see the three panels very well illustrated by Eduardo Ferragato, an amazing artist. And you could see his face just turn from, you know, a moment of relaxation and relief to like, oh shit, to like, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, you're hit with so much, right? Like this whole sequence he's seeing, he went from seeing, you know, it's like, oh, cool, it's a, I get to see my buddy Nathan fight someone else again, you know, whatever, he's going to kick your ass. He was filming it, like he wasn't expecting it to be something that he would be reliving for his whole life, camera or not. So, you know, when he sees this and he accepts a radiant, which is like a big thing to be doing, like he, he knows more about accepting this than Nathan did when he first did it because they've talked and they've been friends talking about this kind of stuff. So it's a really cool dynamic where you have, you know, full, you have almost like, um, foolhardy uh marshall who will dive into things and has so many of these things thought out plus the prior knowledge so of course he'll be speeding into things faster than nathan yeah and it's it's a good thing you brought that up because we're going to see more of those instances happen during this issue but very good point and you know i love these little homages in between these intense scenes i another reason i love this comic book is that i find myself often rereading it like multiple times looking for all these little homages or hints that you know happen throughout the issue and we we get an amazing one while marshall's just running home so he runs he bumps into a garbage can while he's running and we see that he's running outside of you know his place of employ real world and while he's running past real world if you were to read the title uh sorry the uh the headline on top, it says lotion plus lambs, Hannibal plus edibles, a basket of fun or it gets the hose again. And I don't know if we've got any Silence of the Lambs uh, fans in this uh, in this podcast, but I got to say that's an awesome reference to Silence of the Lambs. Well done, Kyle Higginson. I really appreciate that. And I just think that's wonderful. I think we've seen that marquee before. I could be wrong. But yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's a really cool reference. It's, you know, Silence of the Lambs might not be doing so good on the TV screen these days. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that show got canceled. The... Uh, the Clarice show, but it's alive and well in unlike Nathan in this <laughs> in this world in the Radiant Black world. At least the references are so you know it's pretty sweet. I also love how how Marshall just like doesn't care. He just like knocks over the garbage can like clank like those things are heavy too. You have to like make an effort, and then they're never really in the way. So like kind of just did it just to do it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see I, just a random guy like watches him just turn into Radiant Black and fly off. And I keep wondering, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but is this like going to be a character down the line? Or is it just some random dude, you know? Uh, maybe they'll be talking to the police about it, seeing the sightings. They'll be talking to the officers from issues one and two. But I like how he goes, hey, man, you OK? After he was going, he's OK? Like, Nathan, he's OK or whatever. So, you know, it's like, are you he's he's talking about whether his buddy's OK, but Marshall's not OK. Physically, he's fine. But like emotionally, you're going through a turmoil, not to mention you've got the new Radiant. So, you know, he, he's not OK in more ways than one. Definitely. He's definitely not okay. And we could see that just manifesting and his panicked attempt to just running throughout the city. And one one thing that, you know, shows us further that he's not okay. And I love this panel is that as he suits up into his radiant black suit and flies away, these explosive blue colors, amazing dynamic panels. Well done, Natalia Marquez and uh, Eduardo Fargazzo. There is this amazing panel where we see small tears coming out of Radiant Black's eyes. And the tears are almost particle-like, kind of almost like Kirby particles. 
and it just looks incredible. Really awesome little detail from uh, everyone. I, I appreciate that as a reader, and I thought that was cool. And, you know, further expanding earlier on what Marshall's character may be like and what his personality may be like, we see that... So I, I can't tell if this is a manifestation, you know, a manifestation of his troubled emotional state at this current moment, or whether he's just like piloting the radiant for the fir- the radiant black for the first time. But we see him crash, you know, right as he's flying, he crashes into the ground. He's just he. This is where we see the first moment of regret. Last issue, we saw so much conviction from Marshall when he was accepting the radiant power, when he was talking to the radiant being. But in this case, we see that he doesn't want it anymore. It's almost like the regret fully sets in after he saw, you know, Nathan just get carried away he just he just says i don't want it do you hear me i don't want it he screams and he's breathing and it's intense and we get one of my favorite panels of the whole issue where we just see him on the floor on all fours and he's just like fuck yeah he would be i mean that's an understatement you can't even get the words out he's he is yelling and he's got it all out but now he's just deep you know breathing is oh, fuck but what's cool is like the the depth of these characters in just five issues is so amazing where it's like with marshall if you look into it like he ha- grabbed that radiant one because it's the only option there but two because that sense of regret you know like we talked about if your best friend went and reached out and grabbed a power and had this cool new power in front of you you would be looking back to that moment like oh man what if i grabbed it first so of course if you were given a second opportunity on something that seems to be you know once in a lifetime for a very select few of course you're going to be leaping towards it but i mean the stakes of course you can't you don't really think you don't calculate you just grab to make sure that you would have that power knowing what you're missing out on so it's it's a lot to weigh on marshall and on top of that with the emotional trauma he's been going through it it's really cool to see his decision making process how he feels and how he deals with this definitely i think not only is it a good way to you know showcase marvel marshall's personality and his characteristics but it's also an amazing way to contrast him to that of you know nathan's character you know way to do two different things at once and not just that but i just want to say a little moment but we just got a notification from the discord right this second that eduardo Farigato just joined the discord so hey <laughs> another good reason to join the discord to talk to some of the reading black artists and creators yeah it's amazing and another thing i was wondering that panel we mentioned too up above where uh that panel we mentioned earlier where you have the tears coming out of the radiant black suit as Marshall's flying. Like, I wonder if you could bottle those tears and you could shake it like that little thing you have that uh, that the elf queen there gave to Sam in Lord of the Rings and stuff <laughs> like that. For a game, probably, I assume it works just the same, or at least in my head canon. But no, that's pretty cool. I, I wonder what that effect that would have in the environment if those particles stick around and stuff like that. Just the stuff that comes from the suit you can speculate on all day long. It's, it's such a cool, such a cool franchise and it's so cool to see it unfold. 100%. And, you know, it's interesting because the next page is one of my favorite pages in this whole comic, and it really doesn't have much to do with that. I mean, I guess it does. Yeah. No, no let me scratch that. It has to do with the story because in this next page, we get the first appearance of the Invincible podcast and the Rainy Black universe, except in this universe, they are the Circle Guy News. Now, first of all, I just want to say a huge, huge heartfelt congratulations to TJ, Ryan, and Bill. Yeah, we, we were big fans. And, you know, I myself, I'll speak for myself. I'm a big fan of the Invincible podcast. It, it was a big reason and a motivator for, you know, for me to start my own podcast for us to start our podcast with Invincible, uh, with the Children Mites, and then for me to start this podcast with Matt of uh, the Radiant Black podcast, we, we were just inspired by the Invincible podcast. We're longtime listeners, big fans. I I, you know, I I usually try to go to the page and leave a comment on them how wonderful it is, and I'm just I was just this was just such a wholesome moment in the comic because I was just so happy for them. I gotta say it was such a wonderful surprise, and uh, congratulations to them. They deserve it. 
Yeah, they're great guys. It's really cool to see them in this. I can only imagine how amazing it is to see yourself put into a comic that uh, one of your friends are writing, let alone such an amazing one that as uh, Radiant Black is. So it's it's really cool, and you know, it, it's really interesting to see just on Twitter. You see, we've seen the Circle Guy news around for a while, and I was wondering, like, okay, what what what, is, what exactly is it? But it's cool to see that it's like an in-world podcast of Radiant Black. It, it's it's sweet. Like I I'd be uh, shell shocked if I was them. That's really cool, and uh, you know, it's really cool to see what they did with them like bill with the heel turn <laughs> flaming gradient black it, it's really sweet and the three of those guys are in the uh the radiant black discord so if you're fans of the invincible podcast that's another reason to hop on in yeah exactly that was such a pleasant surprise when uh, ryan tj and bill joined our di- our discord and you know we're trying to be part of the radiant black community because we need we you know we need more people in the radiant black community and to have the invincible podcast be part of this community and to be circle guy news no less that is so wonderful uh, they even recently shared, uh, Kyle Higgins shared a photo on his Twitter uh, where they recently met with Ryan, TJ, and uh, Bill. Uh, in Lockport. To, yeah, in Lockport, New York. <laughs> Illinois. So, was it Illinois? I thought it was in New York. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, because uh, they, were, they were at the falls at Niagara Falls, so. Yeah, I don't know geography. I'm Mark Grayson here. So. <laughs> you know, no, there, no I just assumed. there's two Lockports. They, I think they said it was like when Lockports collide, so I thought that was a really funny joke, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, no, they uh, well wherever it was, they, re- they they would know. So you could ask them in the Discord, but they recently <laughs> they, would, they would know where they live and take photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, they'll know where they're from. They know. They, they, uh, no, we see a picture with them and Higgins, and it was just a wonderful surprise. I, I just got to give props also to Higgins for you know for giving them the credit for you know giving the, he credited. Or I don't know if it was his choice or not. I'm assuming it was a team choice, but their names are credited in the in the comic book and everything. So that's awesome. Really seriously, awesome moment. And uh, the page is wonderful. It's a nice little moment where for the, for once we see Marshall reacting to the social, you know, social media, the conversations on social media platforms regarding Radiant Black. And we see here that in this particular case, the people who have been the spokes, the, the, the individuals who have been the spokespeople for Radiant Black Circle Guy News are you know they're they they find his actions somewhat ambiguous because in the one case he seems to be helping out he's you know even TJ makes a point to say he's different than Radiant Red because he returned the money he's been making like you know he's been helping out in little ways around the neighborhood but Bill rightfully calls Radiant Blackout saying you know why didn't he fly his friend to the to the uh, to the hospital why didn't he do this and you know I don't I don't really blame Circle Guy News for having this perspective of course in the universe because they don't know that you know, Marshall is a different person than Nathan. They don't know that Nathan was Radiant Black and the Marshall became Radiant Black, right? So, like, they have no way of knowing the emotional turmoil that Marshall had gone through, you know? And you put yourself in someone in the in Marshall's position, and it's easy to think, okay, like, he was in so much shock in the moment, it's normal for him not to have, you know, like, flown him to the hospital or whatever, because... He, like we saw in the, in the panels, he was just shocked. He was freaking out, begging God for, you know, a chance for Nathan to survive. I don't think he's thinking clearly. No, for sure. He, they don't know that he just lost someone so close to them. I mean, but yeah, no, of course. I mean, it's hard. They don't have the full perspective. You just, It's cool to see the kind of like on the ground perspective out of like these are what people living in this world think and not just like a news story of like, oh, here's, the, you know, you don't get the, like the J. Jonah Jameson perspective. It's like, you know, these are guys that obviously like Radiant Black if they're going to make the circle that I news, but they still don't have the full idea of what's going on the full extent. Beyond that, we just, 
we, we haven't really gotten any reactions from crowds beyond the horror of the crowds in issue number four, you know, where, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that that was addressed because it's always good to see how people are reacting to like, you know, superhero in a superhero universe. It's always, it's good to gain that perspective because uh, at least me, I was wondering that when we were reading issue four, I was like, are these people just like, you know, going to run away in horror? Are they going to tweet about this? Are they, cause like we see that one scene where in issue four where Marshall pulls out his phone and he's like, I'm going to video you getting your ass whipped in like 120 frames per second. So it's, it's good to see the audience reaction. And I think Bill, as much as, you know, he, they had to have one of them be the one that you know, raises the contrarian point. I think he raises a very good point. Circle guy news has been, you know, if you've been following them on Twitter, I highly recommend it. They have been tweeting really good, positive things about radiant black. So for them to be caught in this position, it does kind of make them look like assholes. But uh, we get a very martial response to all this, where he's just like, douchebags, you know? <laughs> yeah, one thing I just thought of, didn't Marshall's phone get melted last issue? Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe it's not continuity, maybe he's got Nathan's phone or something like that, or, you know, who knows, he could have a backup phone. I mean, it's not really like a plot hole or anything, I just think it's kind of interesting. I don't know how he got a phone, but... Yeah, I mean, may- may- maybe, yeah, maybe it is Nathan's phone, because... You know, he's watching Circle Guy News and we haven't seen him do that in the previous episodes. And if it is, if it is, uh, if they're talking about Radiant Black doing little things about the, uh, you know, to help the neighborhood, they must be talking about Nathan because Nathan's been Radiant Black. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm looking at his phone in the first panel. His phone is black and the and phone the, being used yeah. is white. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably Nathan's phone. It, yeah, it's probably Nathan's phone. Cool. So yeah, that that's interesting. So little touches like that where it's not the same phone. So yeah, it's likely Nathan's. And I don't know, I could probably guess his password if they're best friends. I can probably guess my best friend's passwords if I tried it. So no, that, but yeah, no, Marshall, you know, the last thing you want to hear is, uh, you know, I know if I'm podcasting about Radiant Black and then Radiant Black called me a douchebag, it would <laughs> it would kind of hurt my feelings a bit. But luckily the, uh, you know, the Circle Guy News don't uh, quite know his true feeling. You know, one thing I got to praise Higgins and the crew, you know, Higgins, Fregato, Costa, Marquez, Becca Carey, Michael Basudo, everybody involved in this amazing title. One thing I got to give credit to everyone for is how how well paced this entire story has been. And I got to say that that's not credit to just one person. I can't just credit the writing for the pacing or credit the you know art for the pacing. It really is a group effort because not only is the writing really well done to where the pacing feels so like smooth and buttery and everything is happening in an appropriate fashion but it's also the artwork you know is conveyed in such an incredible manner where the scenes and they they even the creators like whether it's higgins or Fergato or costa a lot of them bring it up and when they bring these up they talk about them like they they say scenes i i feel like they progress very organically very well and th- this is because according to eduardo Fergato, he says that he has a lot of experience in cinematic narrative he's worked many years doing storyboards and he's always liked having uh, action sequences with meaning and I gotta say that's how I felt about the action sequences in this issue they were so appropriate but they also carried the story forward it wasn't just like sometimes where you're reading like a Marvel or DC comic it's just some like two people just beating each other up and it's just like okay save the day whatever very formulaic but no that this was like still carrying the narrative forward you know what i mean yeah and i've mentioned this to you before off air before but i'm not huge on when comics go like it's such and such season one it's like so much stuff is being adapted to comics and stuff like that you don't really need to lean into it you can already do it like this feels almost like a tv show or like i can see the panels moving it's so well done you can just kind of see a transition that way that i don't really need you to say like oh this is going to be a tv show it's like i can feel it like i'd rather just you know say it in your actions not in actually just like in words yeah, no, I couldn't have said it better myself. And and to you know to, to expand upon how 
well paced and how smooth you know the issues flow we talked about uh last last issue on the last episode of our podcast we talked a lot about certain story elements that we would like to see visited in the future because you know for 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 things to come for full circle we wanted to see the themes that were you know the, the seeds of the themes that were planted in issue one and two and three continue to be explored in four five six and we we do get that in this issue i don't know if uh, the listeners remember but last episode me matt and i we we talked about how we would like to see the reaction of the burnettes in this issue and funny enough unfortunately in this case in the next panel we get to see the burnett's reaction as we see marshall's you know he's watching the circle guy news from his phone while he's in the hospital waiting room or the waiting area and we see the burnett's walk in and they're noticeably distraught yeah it's a panel i've been dreading i knew it was coming and it's beautifully done you know i you know even looking at oatmeal now i don't even need to boil the water i can probably just make it with my (laughs) tears it's just it's such a, a sad sad panel like i it's it's true. I mean, you've, we've seen these parents that really pays off spending three issues getting to know these characters and seeing the dynamics with them and their son and then seeing the, the pain they're going through is knowing that Nathan is at, at best, you know, severely, you know, injured and might be able to recover from some of it. But at worst, he's like they're likely losing their son right now or in the process of the slow, you know, every minute for them has got to be like an hour or a year just dealing with this, watching their son in the worst condition. No parent should have to go through that. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I got to give praise again to the Radiant Black team because you can see this being conveyed so expertly via Marshall's uh, text bubbles where when you see him explaining to the parents what had happened, you can see the words shrinking and the letters getting smaller as he continues to speak, almost giving you an idea of the sorrow and regret and sadness that he's experiencing at that moment. That it's, you know, it's almost increasingly difficult just to get the words out. And I, I appreciated that. I thought that did uh, such a good job to elevate the, um, the, the emotions in this scene. And it it, does, it just really captures the reader and makes them, you know, you already the readers already experienced a gut punch in the last issue when they see Nathan die. I, I, when I was looking at online reactions, a lot of, there were a few reactions when they were like, okay, good, like Marshall was the more interesting character and Nathan was, you know, like a whiny radiant anyway. He wasn't, he didn't have what it takes to get it done. And then there were other reactions where they were like, oh no, like. I was just beginning to, uh, you know, become invested into Nathan as a character. I was just beginning to like him and learn more about him. And, you know, he was growing on me as a character and now he's gone. And I feel like that's how I feel. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I related to Nathan like a lot. The writer thing, I can relate to that more than almost anything I've read in comics in the last few years. Like it's it's really powerful to see Nathan go. I mean, it's the character is almost like a living lesson, almost living in my shoulder, above my shoulder, whether he becomes AI in this story or not. He basically is for me just with that tale. And it is it's very encouraging for anybody that, you know, wants to write and feels like they haven't, you know, actually gone and written as much as they should or haven't taken the leap i think it's an amazing character just on that end let alone with whatever they do in the future and the uh the lasting effect he has on the characters still with us like mr and mrs burnett and especially marshall yeah and this is a potential spoiler but i guess if you're listening to this podcast you know that's out the window because you should be reading all the issues before you listen to the episodes i highly encourage that but uh this issue has a surprising number of first appearances, and we see one of the first uh, new appearances in this issue in the upcoming panel, where right after Marshall is explaining what had happened, they, uh, Mr. Burnett lets him know that they're not seeing any brain activity, and we're interrupted with a speech bubble from you know outside the panel where someone's saying, oh my god, and you see them running towards the Burnett's 
you know, I mean, like, how is he? Did you see him? What are they saying? And she says, it's a woman. And she says, I need to see him right now. And they go, Kathy. And she says, I'm his godmother. So it's interesting now we've met not only Mr. and Mrs. Burnett, but we have also met Kathy, Nathan's godmother. Yeah, Kathy, the godmother, these two panels kind of threw me because it's it's very interesting that she's introduced here in her inclusion it's it's really a left field we haven't heard of a godmother you know you know i you know a lot of godmother thing it's a left left field usually godparent thing it's it's weird it's a weird concept i forget about it myself sometimes it's it's interesting but it's weird right like she's like the dialogue i I really look into it a lot just i'm his godmother like the idea the idea of a godmother you have the fairy tale and stuff like that but I've got a few theories about Kathy. Like, I'll let one loose right now. Like, we've seen powers with the different radians. What if one radian has a shape-shifting ability, and this is one taking the form, a familiar form of Kathy, and she says, I'm his godmother. Like, she can, you can maybe read memories. It just gets the brain turning. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Honestly, this issue was so jam-packed. There were so many incredible things happening. There were, like, there was so much payoff that I'm not really sure what to think. Oh, all I will say is that I, I, I think Higgins is a brilliant writer. I think he's smart, and I don't think this was placed here randomly. I think everything he does in this comic book is deliberate. And, you know, as we've seen with the other issues reaching this point, issue number five, we've seen a lot of deliberately done things, things that, you know, we didn't understand or did not pay off until the next issue where we saw the full revelation in effect. So I, you know, whatever the case, I have a feeling that you're you're right. This is something important and something we should keep an eye out for. Yeah, it's, it's very much planned out, right? Like we've mentioned last week that there's the idea of possibly AI. Like we mentioned that Nathan might come back as you know, like um, like Kal-El's father in the Superman movies, stuff like that. Um, I'm just I'm just looking for someone that mentioned it. You, you just, oh yeah, yeah. We, we talked about the uh, Jor-El, how the thing was like Jor-El. Yeah, um, just one person actually mentioned the AI thing. I'm just looking right now so I can credit them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Buffalo even mentioned the same thing in the Discord server. He said his body's dead, but like some kind of AI ghost. Like that kind. That's. I feel like that's where we're heading because there's the line about brain activity earlier on, and who knows if it's going to be his physical body. I feel like this means with Kathy here could be, you know, uh, cut that better. But Kathy could like be a fi- mean- firestorm situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be there for Kathy firestorm with Nathan. But uh, no, this could be some means to. Uh, make sure that nathan's consciousness lives on or is synced with some kind of weird radiant like this there's tech with the radiant you could explain it any in either way like there's so much cool stuff that we can do with radiance and that who knows what could be done in the future the stuff we've seen just in this issue alone is, has been amazing 100 and you know funny you should mention that because it that's what we get in the next scene where we see that it's almost like Mar- Marshall phases himself out of the of the whole situation of, you know, being in the waiting room with everyone else. He almost like fades into black, but it's more like purple. And we see, first of all, incredible artwork by Ferrigato, incredible colors by Natalia. I mean, genuinely super psychedelic, super sci-fi. I just love, I love the colors in this. One picture. of my favorite pages so far. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because this is, face. Oh. yeah, this is one of the, this is one, this was one of the issues. Uh, sorry, this was one of the pages that Higgins suggested we made the uh, Discord, uh, uh, you know, f- uh, server fo- server photo. So, yeah, no, it's an amazing page. And we, well, we well see... that one's sweet, but I mean, like the one below with the half and half of his face, like that oh, one, yeah. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We see like the radiant and we see uh, some text there. And it, you could also uh, refer yourself to 
uh, Mara Camille's or the flan- at the Flannel Deaths uh, alphabetical translation. She translated the entire reading alphabet. If you want to translate any text in this issue, amazing, by the way. We tagged it on Twitter. And we see that, you know, Marshall's in this, like, radiant synchronization like waiting room i guess now and he's asking the radiant being why he keeps saying radiant or why they keep saying radiant and the radiant being responds by letting them know and this was something we discussed last episode they responded by letting them know that the sync is progressing faster than nathan burnett good you're ready and he says you're goddamn right i'm and he gets cut off but someone on the discord server was wondering why he was able to synchronize faster with Marshall and not Nathan. And he speculated that it was because because Marshall was just not as weak as Nathan. Marshall was simply stronger and better. But that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case. And I'm not entirely sure what the case is. But, and, you know, we'd probably be corrected uh, once Radiant Radio airs next Saturday. But um, I remember Kyle Higgins saying on the last episode of Radiant Radio that the, one of the reasons that the sync synchronization is process progress is progressing faster is because this particular radiant is has already exposed themselves to an organic matter uh organic being organic matter and that's uh that's nathan so presumably after synchronizing with something for the first time like a new being it would be able to synchronize even faster since it wouldn't be its first exposure to said kind of being so i think that makes sense but i guess we'll see moving forward what do you think no that sounds Right to me. And, you know, I think the only thing the radiant really has to scan is all of Marshall's business ideas and stuff like that. So he gets this, gets a sneak peek to, uh, you know, the uh, nice little stories we get at the end of the, the issues uh, going forward, <laughs> except for the Unleashed. It looks like it's going to be the Unleashed for the next few weeks, which is pretty cool. I enjoy that. But yeah, I, I uh, definitely want to see some more of Marshall's business ideas. But we also get to see uh, Marshall's uh, tactical ideas as well in this little fight that's coming up now between him and Radiant Red. Yeah, and you know, we right after this page where they're in the waiting room, we go back, we get this gorgeous page, entire page spread of, um, you know, just half, it's like half face Radiant, half face Nathan merging, and it, they're, they're, it's almost like they're they're fully synchronizing at this point. It's very well conveyed, uh, beautiful, beautiful artwork, and we see that the Radiant is letting, you know, Marshall know the drill, that you're connected to time, space, matter itself, and that, that there's a Radiant coming, and I just want to be clear I, I might have misunderstood it the first, first time I read it, so I just want to make it clear for everyone else in, in case they might have you know made the same mistake I did. But he says, for the Radiant, he will kill you and your entire planet. I, I don't think he's talking about Radiant Red here. He is definitely not talking about Radiant no. Red. Yeah. I think he's talking about whoever is... Shows up at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is cool because uh, it changed the way I look at the last issue where it's like, I thought Nathan had to kill... If he killed Red, that was it. But that's not the threat. Exactly. No, the Red is not the threat. And that makes you think that maybe... Radiant Red is also, you know, the, the the robot that's or the big mech being that's talking to, you know, Radiant Black. There might also be a similar being for each Radiant color, and they might, you know, it might be like a coalition of planets thing from Invincible, but you know, coalition of like existence thing over here. We, who knows? But my point is, it doesn't seem like Radiant Red is the enemy, and this is why. So he says he will try to shatter our connection. So we already know that. The enemy is a he, and we know later on that Radiant Red is not a he. And we see that uh, our connection is final, permanent. And then he says, so he has to kill me. And he says, "You're an, and your entire species. And he says, what's his name? And then Radiant's unable to reply. So this is where we see Marshall, you know, his conviction again. And we see what he decides to do. And he says, and we see this is very human, right? Like 
a human beings often in this situation, they would want some revenge on something. We say a very human response from Marshall. And he says, you know what? As cool as I'm sure all this cosmic stuff is, I got to be honest. I really don't give a shit right now. What I care about is finding the son of a bitch that put my best friend in a coma. You help me find this red bastard. You use whatever cosmic connections you have across time, space, and fucking matter itself to get me a location. Then I'll do whatever cosmic shit you want. Deal? <laughs> so, yeah, first of all, I love, I love the writing. Yeah, I was just like straight getting to the point. No, like, no fucking around. I love that. But uh, yeah, you see, first of all, beyond the amazing, gorgeous illustrated page with gorgeous colors, I love this page because it's just awesome. It just gives, it just sets up the next few pages so well, but it also shows you what kind of friend Marshall is, what kind of person he is. He might, you know, he might not be your stereotypical superhero type. This is a man who's hell bent on getting his revenge. And it's also, it also shows us that it's definitely not Radiant Red they're talking about because he clearly switches his perspective saying, I'll go kill this person after you show me where Radiant Red is. So. Yeah, I'll kill the mini boss. I just want to find the mini boss, then I'll take out whatever <laughs> big boss you want. Basically, like it, it's it's really cool. What like I I just love that we like the cosmic stuff in this is insanely cool looking, and I can't wait to get it. But it is cool just seeing like I'll do whatever cosmic shit you want after after you know I get what I want deal. Like it, I, it it's so great. It's just it's I I love being able like it's nice to be able to have stuff that's like really funny, but also, you know, leads into the comedy. Like I find a lot of Marvel movies as much as I love them a little, little too jokey sometimes. And a lot of stuff doesn't have stakes as much as I'd like to at times like Thor Ragnarok. Like I love that movie, but I find like if you dial back the humor, like 15%, this is the perfect balance of humor and stakes. I find. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I gotta say, you know, the, the preview pages from, uh, from the series have been like wonderfully misdirecting and I say that in a good way it sucks when people are reading preview pages and they you know they think they know what's going to happen in the next issue or you know some some comics do that like reading a Marvel or DC comic sometimes the preview page pretty much shows you for the most part what's going to happen I, I'm not saying this always happens I'm saying rarely this happens and in this case in the next page of the story we see you know we're back with Radiant Red and these were the pre- these were the preview pages they showed on uh you know on the websites on the preview websites to to the, the teaser pages to get you to buy this issue and they do misdirect like I, when i was first looking at these pages on on you know the websites before this issue released i thought they were fighting each other radio red and radio black but it looks like here we go to the page we see radio red in some sort of like pit and they're it's just the, it's is the quarry, that, yeah it's a quarry yeah okay so it looks it, it's like a snowy quarry or maybe it's not something i can't tell but it looks like Radiant Red is just punching the hell out of, you know, the rocks, just losing. It's almost like that Kylo Ren scene in Star Wars where he loses his control his of his emotions and just starts slashing with his lightsaber, like destroying all those, uh, you know, devices in the room. It's almost like a teenage angst response from Radiant Red where we see them, you know, basically putting themselves down saying stupid, out of control. You wanted to handle it. You know, they're giving themselves shit. You can't handle anything. And we could tell in the way, you know, the, the way their eyes are, the way that they're, they're carrying themselves. It seems like Radiant Red regrets what happened. Yeah, it's like Radiant Red didn't mean to kill Nathan that last that last issue, right? Like it wasn't on purpose. I think they they just wanted to make sure that that Radiant Black stayed out of Red's business. That that's my assumption on it. Like we're gonna get a Radiant Red's backstory next week, so I think that's gonna be fleshed out a lot. And a lot of this dialogue can be seen as foreshadowing of you can't handle anything. So we know that potentially Radiant Red is gonna be screwing up a lot of stuff. Maybe they get some kind of power that might not be a Radiant and might screw it up. So who knows? This could be this could have been Radiant Red's second chance at a good life and they could have screwed it up. Maybe they were getting money for their family. We don't really know 
what exactly she went through. And we're going to next week, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, not next week, in a couple, in a few weeks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's not know, issue six? Issue six is July 23, though, no? or something like that. So it's quite a while away. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, next issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, next issue, yeah. So, uh, you know, we see that in the next panel, Marshall shows up, and he <laughs> he replies to Radio Red, you know, talking to themselves, because Radio Red at this point is not aware of Marshall being there. And first of all, gorgeous page, right, what I forgot, so really mm-hmm. gorgeous, beautiful page, really showing off the the power of green and black, gorgeous stuff. And, you know, and Marshall just calls Radio Red an asshole, and... Rainy Red's shocked. They're like, you're alive. You made it. And then Marshall lowers the uh, the mask to show that, no, it's not Nathan. And he lets Rainy Red know he's in a coma because of you. And then they immediately start fighting. And my God, the sequence, the fight sequences are breathtaking in this comic book. Fairy Gato expertly, expertly handles the action sequences and delivers, you know, the perfect marriage of action and storytelling. Yeah, this was badass. This is one of the best fights we've had so far in the series, if not the best. Like last week was pretty epic watching them fight, but this is, this was just so cool seeing the, like the SmackDown. Like finally, Marshall gets to test out his. Uh, he said he had like eighty ideas, uh, hundred ideas. Eighty of them were how to get rich with the power. These are the other twenty on how to kick ass with the power. He's he's got some really cool tricks that he's pulling off. And I love the attention to detail. For those of you who are fans of the Eduardo Farigato variant to issue number one, you'll notice that. The variant is just radiant black flying up in the sky and it's a blue, you know, blue sky with clouds. And you see that radiant black flies by putting both his hands in the air. Both his fists are pointing or, you know, like like forward. And uh, we see in this case there that attention to detail is replicated here. We see that radiant red does not hold the same stance. She has one arm going backward, uh, preparing to punch, you know, and the other uh, uh, fist pointing forward, whereas we still see Radiant Black's fists almost in a mini homage to issue number one, cover B. His fists are pointing straight. So I like that little attention to detail by Fargato. I appreciate things like that. Yeah, that's a good catch. I, I like that a lot, too. It, it's really, like, you know, later on, obviously, we're going full spoilers. But, like, it's really cool to see yellow and pink, like, their different designs and seeing, like, all the different uh, characterizations of these characters beyond just having a different color representing them. It's it's I'm so excited for it. Like I was already I thought I, my hype was at an all time high after last week's issue, but seeing where this series can go, uh, you know, after this fight and seeing you know Marshall with the ability and then the new Radiance, like the sky is the limit. I keep saying it, but I think we're beyond the sky at this point. Like it's really sweet. Oh yeah, and it just keeps getting better and better. They just keep elevating it more and more, and it keeps getting better and better. And I'm all here for it. I'm loving it. Yeah, exactly. And this is where during this fight we get the confirmation that Red can absorb matter and uh, transmute it and put it on suit or turn it into whatever it wants. It's like Adam Eve if she could make like a mech suit kind of, which is like really sweet. It's like a brawler, like almost combining like combining like Iron Man tech with matter. It's so sweet. Super cool. And I love the pa- I love the little panels. Um, again, especially one of my favorite ones is the one where we see Radiant Black charging. His fist is glowing. There's a mini black hole, like like almost like a little halo sword forming around his fist. And he says, I want you to see this coming to uh, Radiant Red. And this was such a good uh, moment for two reasons. It shows you it, it's going, you know, this whole issue does a very good job of going deep into what kind of character Marshall is. And here it shows you that 
even if he is quote unquote a superhero simply for having the powers or the costume or whatever he does want to hurt radiant red he wants to kill her like i i i feel like that's worth mentioning over and over because you know superheroes don't normally kill people and and if they do it's in an extreme situation you know like often the killers are labeled as anti-heroes in most cases like wolverine deadpool and those but in this case like marshall very much wants to kill radiant red he's he's got revenge in his eyes and he's delivering it yeah i think like last we were talking i think marshall would be more likely to kill than nathan but i still don't know if he'd be able to pull the trigger and actually be able to, to do it like i think he's really pissed off now i think this is the closest he he's ever come in his life to wanting to kill somebody and being able to do it but i don't know if he's going to be able to do it if he actually has the killer instinct because i think he's still a good guy underneath you know the layers of douchebaggery yeah, it's definitely. And, you know, we, we see the fight continues and we get the splash page with some panels in it. And I love this page for so many different reasons, but mainly because when you are flying at the speed of these, you know, superheroes, I'm assuming they're flying very fast as it shows like that's how it's being conveyed via uh, conveyed via the momentum of their light trails. And you can see the light distorting in the background of the city. And I love that. I think, you know, if you if you know your basic physics, you know that when you travel super fast, you're, you know, it's going to distort like that's going to create an effect. So I thought that was an amazing little touch. It's just, it's just so well, well done. Props to Fergato and Natalia. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am not uh, one of those people that knows a lot about physics or science in general. So get ready for a lot of uh, speculation that might not go well, but Okay, so when Red goes launching in the water, does Red use the water to make that, like, cool-ass mech suit, presumably? Yes, uh, 100%. And we actually had someone from the Twitter channel confirm that when they asked uh, Kyle Higgins whether that was their power, and he said that 100%, that's what it is. It's matter conversion. And in that instance, it looks like Radiant Red is converting water uh, to you know, form that juggernaut slash Hulkbuster suit, and that's convenient because there is an abundance of water out there, right? Compared to like other resources. Yeah, it's true. But could they use air, like air particles as well for that? Presumably, maybe different elements would do different things. Like water can be used for defense, and air could be who knows what. I think that this is a really cool element to red that makes me like red. Like and think red is way cooler than I did last issue when I thought red was pretty cool. But this is some really cool stuff for a power set. Someone did ask a question about transmutation and how that factors into, like, you know, her, like her power set on the Discord. And, you know, Higgins just said, stay stay tuned. Basically, just check out the series. Keep following with it. And you're going to find out more. And, you know, I got to urge everyone. For those of you that are asking questions that could lead to spoiler territory on the Discord, don't worry. I promise you all your questions are going to be answered via the story soon. Obviously, you know, Higgins and, and uh, Costa and the rest of the crew, they don't want to give away details because they want us to enjoy the revelations and the moments as they come. And I totally respect yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we're speculating, like, it's probably already proven false on stuff that's headed to print already or already incorporated. And so there's really nothing we can really do to change that going forward. So the kind of stuff that Kyle's writing now is probably stuff we have no idea about is going to blow our minds, you know, a few months from now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and keep in mind that Michael himself, Kubusuttle, the editor and designer of the series, has said that 
they do have up to 25-30 issues planned. And, you know, if you've been on the Discord recently, Kyle's been sharing a lot of what, you know, what he has planned moving forward, not in terms of details, but in terms of how how much he has planned, what he, where he plans to go. Uh, people have been asking him all kinds of questions about animation and whether, you know, whether what his, plan, his plans are for a movie or a TV show. And Kyle's addressed those questions in the Discord as well. So for those of you who really, you know, who really want to know more about that, I highly recommend checking out the Discord. Yeah, there's no better place to check that stuff out. It's really sweet. And uh, it's almost as cool as having a dope-ass cape, which is uh, what Mark's got going for him. And, oh, yeah. No, no, we're going we're gonna to go into that soon. I don't know. As well. that, that's a big talking topic for later on. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying we're at the part now where it's, it's awesome where it's like, he goes, uh, oh, I've got a cape mode and it's dope as hell. Check. Like, it's such a martial line. I love it. And I love that he fa- figured out how to do the cape in, like, what, a couple hours? And Nathan had no idea about it. Yeah, but, you know, just moving earlier, I want to point out that there's a scene where Marshall, as he's punching Radio right up in the sky, he says, as long as I keep you in the air, up in the air, you can't absorb shit. But in that at that moment, Radiant Red, you know, manages to catch one of his fists. You know, he grabs his wrist and literally starts absorbing his suit. I mean, literally, it's almost like a symbiote kind of thing where he's like burning the symbiote or burning like the symbiotic, you know, the way she's like burning the matter off and absorbing it into herself and... And Marshall's screaming in agony. He's like, God damn it, stop it. And, you know, Radiant Red's like, why? Does it hurt? And he's just screaming, yeah. But here's where we realize this. And shout out to uh, Comic Source, because this is something I noticed in their recap of the first four issues. They said that it seems that the Radiant powers react a great deal to emotions. And in this case, and in many cases in the previous issues, that seems to be true. Because we see that the emotion of pain and almost like being overwhelmed, uh, you know, that that manifests itself through Marshall and he releases this ginormous energy blast that, or sorry, shatters Radiant Red and uh, just tosses them into the water. And that's where we see Radiant Red, you know, use the matter conversion to get their big Hulkbuster. And uh, yeah, of course, we're introduced to the dope as hell cape. Uh, and, you know, the funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is right when Kyle, and I'm not even kidding, this has been, I, I love capes and I brought up this cape countless times on this podcast already in other episodes I'm pretty sure people are tired of hearing me talk about the cape, but I don't care. I love capes. And like the funny thing is when Kyle joined the Discord, the first thing I said, because I knew, right? I knew the first thing I said was like, hey, Kyle, good to see you. I'm pretty sure like there's tons of questions everyone wants to ask you. But the most important thing is what's up with that dope as hell cape? (laughs) Kyle (laughs) responded telling me straight up four words. He said, it's dope as hell. And you know what? I can't argue with you there, sir. You got me. Yeah, no, it it's pretty fly. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm really digging it, and it, who knows what it's actually gonna do aside from looking cool? Who knows what you could do? I, I'm interested to see any anything that uh, usually this, this comic blows my mind, and I have no doubt that uh, the cape is gonna be no different. Yeah, and you know, I just want to give credit to the colorist again. The artwork is, you know, it's amazing. I reiterated that. I've I, I've said over and over how much I'm so happy. I'm so glad that although sadly and my you know my, we send our gratitude and regards to Marcelo Costa over his injury. Hopefully he's recovering. But you know, I gotta say, in the worst case, which is this case, you know, where your artist is 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 hurt and has to take a break. It's such a blessing to have someone like Eduardo be able to fill in. Like, I'm, I, I just got to say, we as Radiant Black readers are so fortunate that we had someone uh, like Eduardo and Natalia uh, last minute come in and fill in because this is such an amazing uh, issue, amazing artwork. And the colors really, really, really shine. 
really in these action sequences and they really elevate the the, the action sequences so yeah i i co-signed that and luckily according to uh, basoodle in the editor's notes uh marcel is all better now which is fantastic great news to hear i'm glad that he's doing better and i can't wait to see his return to the series in issue seven i think he, he said it was so that should be pretty sweet yeah i asked kyle about that i was like why you know i, I was like did anyone notice that we got 23 pages of ferigato and then four pages of costa and kyle was like yeah luckily you know uh, marcel recovered uh in time just to submit the last few pages and i said that was fitting because that makes it so you know the original two creators of this series also created all the characters you know like he drew all the characters who appear for the first time later on with the exception of the, the godmother i guess kathy but uh, radiant pink and radiant uh yellow were drawn and created by i mean i don't know who they created by but they were drawn by costa so Thanks for not forgetting my favorite character, Kathy, in, in your equation there. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Kathy brings to the table. But yeah, no, this fight continues. You know, we get the, you know, the mech suit and we see that, you know, you mentioned that he blows off the armor uh, with uh, with that rage. The odd die. I, I think that's anger. I think that's what that emotion is. He looks a little pissed off. And it's awesome having like the suit. You still have the eye covering uh, the wait, ivory. Wait, wait, black wait, suit covering, let's, like, not, let's not skip this pivotal moment of. He he's able to channel that rage as a result of putting himself in Nathan's shoes at that position. We get this yeah. wonderful, yeah, where he get this wonderful back and forth where he sees himself almost dying in the same way that Nathan does, and it's almost like an inner fuck that, you know? Yeah, he's using the memory of Nathan, like he's using the loss of Nathan, like as the 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 fuel. Like it's literally emotional fuel, but it is that emotion literally is what pretty much is fueling the suit here and letting him do what he needs to do. He's literally learning from Nathan's mistakes here and just unleashing hell on uh, Radiant Red. Yeah, and I know Higgins is a big fan of Batman. I know he's written Batman before. I know he's written Nightwing. And I got to say, this moment reminds me a lot of the moment during uh, Batman Nightfall, this the famous storyline where, you know, Bane, you know, breaks all, out all those villains from Arkham, uh, you know, studies Batman, manages to, uh, you know, track him down and then break his back. But there's an issue where while Bruce is on the, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been sleeping for days, he's been sick, and he's been looking for all the Arkham inmates that have broken out of Arkham. There's a, an episode where he finds Scarecrow and Joker, and he gets, like, lost into the sewers, and he's just in real shitty shape, and he's just physically, like, he's sick, he hasn't slept in days, and he doesn't think he has what it takes to, to capture them anymore. But it's only by reminding himself of the pain he felt when he lost Jason Todd to the Joker, only by channeling through that raw emotion and literally raging and screaming Jason with every swing that he's swinging at Joker and Scarecrow to get them. This reminds me of that, where like Marshall's literally channeling that moment. It's almost like that, where Batman's channeling his inner rage from Jason Todd. We're seeing Marshall channel like his inner rage from failing to save Nathan and it's funny because that panel that small panel where Nathan's lying there dead does look like the panel where Jason Todd's lying there dead from the explosion so you know I don't know if that's the, the inspiration I don't, I don't know if I just connected two seemingly different things but I just thought that was cool no you're I it's it's a pretty cool comparison uh, I actually haven't read Nightfall I don't know if it's the same dialogue as like Bane in the movie but that's why he, first he breaks the spirit then his body like that's why you gotta go you gotta go for the spirit first it's not the body got to worry about the spirit is the key to all this and clearly it's the spirit here that saves uh you know marshall's life here because who knows radiant red might have finished the job maybe radiant red wasn't like a legit killer after like accidentally killing nathan taking down the building like might not have been purposeful but it seems like radiant red might have purposely taken marshall's life here in this situation had it not been for you know the rage blast 
Oh, yeah. Like, Rainy Red seems like an asshole. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck her deal is, but she needs to calm down. And I just want to, again, like, look at the, that panel where he's screaming, ah, die. And there's, like, this all this energy coming out of his hands and his eye. Like, amazing coloring. Truly, like, the, the page almost, the, this panel almost leaps out of the comic book page from how beautiful it is. I don't know. I, I I might actually ship Radiant Red and Radiant Black. They this might be a nice meet cute if like almost beating the shit out of each other <laughs> and get married. It'd be a good story for the grandkids. Yeah, that that those that, you know those arguments between them two are gonna be literally explosive. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and you know there's definitely a ship out there for them already because everything's got a ship. So you know I think that's pretty cool. And it is mentioned in the uh, in the notes there that her name is Satoshi. Satomi. Yeah, hear that. Tommy or Satomi. I want to give credit to uh, Omni City Comics from our Discord channel, a fellow user who's on our Discord channel, who pointed that out to the entire Discord. Because, <laughs> funny enough, you know, I actually did read the letters page, but because uh, I sent in an okay to print letter for this specific issue, they actually print our letter, printed our letter in this uh, issue, and I was so happy that I saw that and I read it, that I stopped reading there. <laughs> I didn't read the last page where they mentioned that the name of Rainy Red is to tell me. So uh, props to Omni City Comics for showing us that. I didn't read through the letters until the uh, the second read through there. But yeah, it's really cool that uh, we get the reveal of her name being Satomi and shout out there for pointing it out. But yeah, it's really cool to get uh, Radiant Red's uh, name. And it's another good reason to finish the letters column if you get stuff like that. And it's cool that, uh, you know, the fan mail that you wrote is published in there. And and it can live for infamy now that we didn't know what Cal was when we first (laughs) wrote that out last last issue. But no, I'm going to check that out. But it's kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, the best part is I love this next panel where after he shoots the Hulkbuster slash Juggernaut looking armor off of uh, Radiant Red. And we find out this is the first time as readers, we find out that it's a woman and including for Marshall himself, because prior to this, he assumed that it was a guy, especially in the way that he, you know, speaks about them. But no, we find out it's a woman and her first reaction. I love the horror on both. I I love the shock on Marshall's face. It seems so authentic, so earned in this moment. And I love the horror on Satomi's face. It looks it, that that particular panel where she's just looking in shock and saying, I just wanted to scare him. I didn't mean I didn't. It reminds me so much of Greg Capullo's artwork for some reason. It just I just love that panel so much. I just think it's such a it just so aptly conveys how she feels at that particular second. But then in the next panel we get and this this like this fucking blew my mind when I was reading the, the issue. This literally like I, I was already like on the edge of my seat, like like panting from what the hell was going on, like shaking, just like reeling. Like I'm literally like drooling and all this when shit. When the comic like, book hits you. Oh yeah, like literally, like it hits you and you're just like, what the fuck? And and then you see like a pink beam, and I'm like so let me let me explain to you when I you know this is a page turner right like you see the pink beam and then you turn the page and when I saw this pink fucking beam I don't know for what reason I thought it was Inferno Girl Red even though it says Inferno Girl Red dumbass says red right there I don't know what I'm thinking but I thought it was that and then I go to the next page and it's even better it's radiant pink and radiant motherfucking yellow yeah and yellow seems to be pretty mellow pink has some cool ass portal tech which is really sweet before i forget to make this joke it's pretty sweet that uh you know we didn't know that uh red was uh was female and it's cool that it was like literally a radiant red herring basically to throw us <laughs> off from the main villain so that's pretty sweet and the emotion con- uh, construed in that panel is really cool it really humanizes the character right away and 
I mean, radiant pink and radiant yellow. That's so cool how they literally come out of nowhere. And that appears to be pink's ability to make portals, which is so sweet. And the designs are really cool. She almost looks, radiant pink almost looks like uh, Spidey with the Venom suit on the head with the eyes shaped like that. Like it's, it's really cool. I, I'm just, I was, I was as shocked as you were when they showed up and it just made this issue that much cooler. Yeah. And I love the visor design of uh, radiant yellow. It's funny because right after you know matt and i read this issue i messaged them and i was like man that visor that visor looks exactly like frozone from the incredibles <laughs> you know I mean? so, yeah yeah like, i i love the like the uni like i'm not gonna call it the unibrow visor because that doesn't make it look cool but like the single like cyclops the univisor. The univisor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no no it's awesome yeah it's a really cool uh way to you know kind of differentiate the radiance and the meta line of like i don't what how many more of these things are there from our <laughs> yes yeah, Oh, yeah. As we switch back to that page where, you know, Marshall's like, how many more of these things are there? We notice that the artwork is, this is Costa's artwork. It's it's evident if you pay attention. The lines are a little bit cleaner. It's a little bit less kinetic, but I don't know, overall, just as beautiful. So, uh, yeah, we get uh, we get uh, Acosta back on, on the, the last four pages of the issue. We get to see who the people behind the mass are. And uh, we, we noticed that we, we were right. Last episode, Matt and I, we talked about how we think that these tr- these characters who are in the Radiant Black trailer, they're going to show up this issue. And we at least got that right because all of them did. Like, seriously, almost all of the characters in the Radiant Black trailer have showed up in this issue. We did talk about this character and we said we didn't know, but it seems like there's a guy in the trailer and he has a wife or someone with him. But now it seems like it's, I don't know if she's the wife or not, but it seems like Radiant Pink is a lot younger than everyone else because <laughs> first the uh, roids are, oh my God, you sound like a thousand years old to Marshall. <laughs> I was just like, what? Would be sweet if it was like a father daughter combo. That'd be a cool, like story to tell of like father daughter superhero kind of deal. Like I- I'd be interested in that. But who knows what their connection is? I'm sure we'll find out. But it's just awesome to get like double the amount of radiant characters just out of the blue, which is super sweet. And well, not including actually more than double if this new character that shows up at the end, this potential villain shows up. So I don't know. It's awesome. We've increased the uh, amount of stuff to speculate on quite a bit as well. Oh yeah, and th- the best part is that. You know, as this is happening in real time, like when you're reading the comic book, at least in my particular case, like I felt the stakes elevating. I felt like shit getting more serious, like everything was going down. Right. But the best part is that there's so much happening. And I mean this in a good way. I'm not saying it's bloated. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's so much happening and it's so well, everything's so well woven in. And it's like the story is being told so smoothly that you notice by the end of the issue, even after like these three characters appear, they're not formally named. Like we're assuming they're named Radiant Pink and Radiant Yellow. And I think that's a solid assumption. But for the villain that shows up at the end of the issue, we don't know what their name is yet. So if it's first the first full appearance, a question mark. Yeah, it's true. And one thing that I do want to point out is how yellow and pink uh, both have like white on the like torso part of their costume, which is interesting because red is all red. So I don't know what that says of like red is maybe from a different sect of these radiants or or what it's it's really interesting and time will tell so yeah you know they 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 show up radiant pink and radiant yellow but they don't show up for no reason they show up with urgent news the first thing they say is 
uh, Rainy Yellow replies to Marshall saying, we don't know, son. And that's when Rainy Pink interjects and she says, oh, my God, you sound like a thousand years old. Look, it doesn't matter. He's here. He's going to kill us. I've kept us one step of ahead, uh, one step ahead, barely. We saw you on the news. This is bigger than whatever you two are fighting about. And then Rainy Yellow says he can counteract anything we do. And he's and, you know, this is where Marshall's ego, of course, steps in because that's who Marshall is. And he's like, you don't know what I can do. And then. I love this line from Rainy Yellow where he's like, then you better hope you leveled up fast, son, because I hit him with everything I have across the spectrum and he barely shrugged. And this is where we get one of the coolest pages in the entire issue, the introduction of our new villain. Becca Carey nails it again with the with the text and wording this comic. I mean, it always looks so cool and stands out more so than a lot of the other text bubbles. And it yeah, it, it glitches out too in some of the parts, which makes it look even cooler and like you know really sells the digital aspect of it or you know the radiant connecting fusing with a human like even the text bubbles tell a story i haven't seen stuff like that since department of truth that's the thing i love this is such a good fusion of creators like we've got the letter the writer the artist the colorist everyone's working together such to produce this amazing piece of work and it really shines on some of these pages and an amazing example is on this page where the not only is the art spectacular but like matt said the the lettering really adds to the mood and really gets you to feel that slash you know know, you really feel you get a feeling for like the blade being like, you know, having some gravitational electrokinetic powers, whatever. You just feel that. I love how, how you know, I love, I just love that. I just love how that comes off. Again, it feels like it comes across the page almost from how well it's, it's, uh, it's illustrated and conveyed. Yeah, after reading this issue, one of my honest thoughts was, wow, Higgins is going to be a very rich man after this, not just wealth-wise, but, like, knowing you created this story as well as everyone else involved, like, to write this story and then everyone else is drawing it and, like, all the artists making it come to the page and the lettering, like, this is a, this IP is going to be massive. Once more people get turned on to it, like, this is so cool. This is, like, this is something that unquestionably as an adult you can, like, hop on in here and it's it's cool as hell. You can swim in the sea of, of awesomeness that is radiant black. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of these people who are into things like uh, Radiant, oh, sorry, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, a lot of people love that. A lot of people, whether they're old or young. And I think part of the beauty of being someone older who loves these properties isn't just, you know, isn't just like loving them for the for loving them for whatever reason that you do because you enjoy them because you have your own reasons whatever but it's also the nostalgia that comes with it a lot of people grew up on things like usagi or things like teenage mutant turtles or or ninja turtles or things like power rangers so for them to see it again in the modern day through like an amazing mighty morphin run by you know x writer or y writer or cal higgins or you know to see another run of something like or something like radiant black which you know echoes the power ranger vibes but also manages to make its own make it its own thing and to tell something super different a superhero story that not only subverts your expectations but does so not only for the sake of doing so but in an effective and expert manner it's a it's a story that is is groundbreaking every issue takes you in directions that you know you don't expect but it's very satisfying so i gotta give credit to everyone it's amazing yeah, well said. And I actually, I'm going to check out the Power Rangers comics because as a kid, the show, I just found it a little repetitive, like fight the small monster, then fight the big. And also, you know, it's like a suit of like what they can do in live action for like a kid show. But knowing what artists can draw and what people can think of with 
the near limitless potential of what you can do in a comic, I think that's actually a pretty sweet mix. And I probably will check out the Power Rangers. I've, I've talked myself into it, but seeing the influences on this and the cool character designs we have in this, like my mind is blown. And I just want to know who this new villain is. Like, it's interesting. There's been a lot of speculation about who it is. 100%. And one of the one of the things I've enjoyed the most so far through the launch of Discord, aside from uh, talking to everyone, all the wonderful people in this community, being able to get in touch with everyone, being, you know, having a space or a platform to be able to discuss spoilers and everything that happened in the recent issues. I've loved the involvement of the creators. Uh, we, we don't just have Kyle Higgins on the Discord. We've got Marcelo Costa. We've got Igor Monti. We've got Michael Basuto. We just have Eduardo Fregato who just joined us. We've got so many amazing people. They've been so responsive. They've been so amazing and to, you know to be able to share that experience with them of like you know growing the fan base of uh, being able to talk to everyone being able just to share their excitement for the next issue you know being able to see it i, I love it and i again <laughs> you know it's like a broken record at this point but uh, i have to recommend the discord again for those of you who are fans of rainy black it's the perfect platform to uh, discuss it yeah, it's cooler than I ever imagined it could be. And there's been some speculation on the Discord about who this new Radiant is. And uh, Buffalo asked on the Discord, uh, they asked, is is the bad guy even a Radiant? And Kyle Higgins replied, now that's a fun question, isn't it? Now, this could be, you know, the master of getting people off the scent, just saying, you know, oh, that's a good question. Or it could just be, it could be a human that we know, or it could just be new, a new being that is the opposite of the Radiant or fights with the Radiant. Who knows? Yeah, Kyle knows how to, you know, fan the flames. He knows how to get us thinking. And I love that. And I just want to say, like, we've 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 been so excited to discuss the new characters, discuss the villains that we almost like skipped the last two pages of the issue. But, you know, beyond that initial introduction where the villain slash and we're just going to refer to him as the villain for now because we have no idea what their name is but uh when we see the villain slash uh radiant yellow and radiant uh, black and and radiant basically all of them and you see some like purple slash pink smoke uh coming out of their chests almost like a burn effect and they're all on the ground and one thing i love again props to becca carey amazing stuff is the text you know when you see the text bubbles the speech bubbles from uh the new character the villain the way that they talk, it's almost like a glitchy, like, Matrix thing where the words are, like, fading in and out of, like, existence kind of thing. Like, it's so cool and weird. But, you know, the, the first thing they say is it hurts. I know. A consequence of playing with fire, children. And you can see that the, the tone is condescending. This person gives off the vibe that they're almost, like, very, you know, they're very well-versed in this radiant area. They're aware of what these powers are and what they can do. And one thing I gotta say again is the next panel shows this person almost materializing out of thin air. You see this, like, helix shapes in, 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 around the boots. It almost looks like a simulation, like, holo it's like a holograph kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I I just, I love that page. I thought it was so cool seeing. It's like this almost Genji looking dude, but he's he's like you know warping in and out of reality and stuff. And he just straight up lays down the law. He's like, you have something that is not yours. You will all lose your lives. Unfortunate, but necessary. You have no choice but one. And then he asks, will you will your planet die as well? So this guy isn't fucking around. Obviously, this guy is like for real. Yeah, mild oblivion song spoiler, like early spoiler. It reminds me of the first time we see a, a new character. Um, it, may, it reminds me of the first time we see Ed and you know someone that might have like know more about the world than our our protagonist. It's it's really cool that uh, we get you know that vibe. This is obviously someone that's more experienced with the power set than even we don't know how long Yellow and Pink have had their powers. It sounds it looks like it's been a while at least for Yellow with the way that he he talks to Marshall. So. 
I don't know. It's the hexagonal shape when it's loading in is is really cool, and I like the hologram idea. There's just there's just so much cool stuff we can do with this, and I don't envy the sound designers for Radiant Black when they when we get a TV show or some kind of uh, different medium because who knows? There's going to be a bunch of cool sound effects they're going to create. Oh yeah, and this like that's another thing to mention in that uh, regard is that when we started the Discord, some people have brought up the. Uh, the thing that you know there there is a soundtrack for this comic book uh, series it's out there and i think it's at uh, the website so yeah it's incredibly impressive the the soundtrack that's been put out there by uh, one of the walking dead composers yeah by composer sam ewing uh, he joined the radiant black team to score the first six issues and while we only have the first three uh, uh tracks higgins let us know recently on twitter or sorry on discord and on twitter for some people who've been asking that uh the e-wing is just a very busy guy he he's you know he's a big time composer he's been doing a lot of bigger paying projects recently so he, he's gonna have the other three tracks in very soon but for those of you that are interested in checking out the current soundtrack the current tracks available from the soundtrack go to radiant.black slash music slash and it's there or you could just go on to google type radiant black music and it'll be one of the first two links that uh pops up so basically yeah it's on the radiant black uh, website itself we think the tracks are amazing we've listened to them several times already i highly highly recommend it and it's just it, it someone uh Someone in the Discord said, I believe it, I can't remember specifically who it was, so I apologize, but someone said that they play the Crisis Go Tour song, uh, Radiant song, before before reading every issue. <laughs> and I thought I was the only one who did that, so I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one who does that. You know, everyone should do that, so I highly recommend it. Yeah, the song's actually awesome. I've checked them out on Spotify. Like, the theme, every time I play it, I like it more and more. It's it's pretty badass, and it does get you hyped. I mean, obviously, there's no there's no song that's more finely tuned for Radiant Black than that, and it's it's fantastic. 100%. And, uh, you know, expanding on that. It's funny, I just want to say, we've been working hard on this podcast to uh, give everyone some good content, uh, you know, at least to follow a few plot threads or narrative threads that you know people haven't been talking about much yet so if you look at our instagram at uh, raining black podcast we've posted a lot of photos and one of those photos is of the villain before he actually showed up in the comics so you know we've we've been thinking about this for quite a while and uh, we just appreciate everyone's support in helping us come up with theories and you know trying to advance what crazy theories we do have it's been such a wild ride and we look forward uh, to continuing the ride with all of you on Discord and on future episodes of the podcast. Yeah, and one thing that I, I just thought of, like, this, this is comic book. I mean, comic books are an awesome medium, but sometimes there's limits is what you can do with, like, auditory stuff like that. And this even has, like, a soundtrack for each issue. So I'm asking, like, what sense is next? We we have the awesome visuals, the awesome sounds. And, I mean, are we going to get Scratch and Sniff next issue? I mean, who knows? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be amazing to see what a radiant smells like. You never know. Lotion and lambs, Hannibal and edibles, Scratch and Sniff now. Take a whiff. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're set. So, you know, it's really amazing to see what's what this comic does outside of the actual comic book with the soundtrack, the fan community, like the discord, the interaction with fans has been amazing. So it's great. 100%. And for those of you who've been, you know, keeping in uh, keeping up with the podcast episodes or who've been keeping up with letter section of each issue, you know that there's for a while now Higgins, Abasudo and the rest of the Radiant Black crew have been looking for a uh, you know, a name to address the rest of, you know, the, the fans of the series. And there have been a few suggestions, but it seems like, according to Higgins on Discord, at least, it seems like the one that we are going to go with is uh, Radishers. 
Yeah, and I'm cool with that. I like that. Uh, I'm all for like a pun name like that. I'm all for it. Let's go. Hell yeah. So we are <laughs> we're the radishers now. And uh, if you you know read the letter section of issue number five, because you know, now that we're at the end, there's actually a lot of people who are, you know, a lot of the Discord users who are actually on the letter section of this week's issue. So I know La- Land Pitts is on Discord. Shout out to Land Pitts. And uh, I know underscore Wilser, uh, or Wilser, who submitted the amazing artwork uh, w- along with Pete uh, Pentazes at Pete Colors. They're both, uh, I think they're both on our Discord. I know for a fact that Wilser is. So yeah, we just have an amazing growing community on Discord. I believe, you know, I'm a, I'm obviously on the Discord and I got my submission there. And I also think Jake Parker is on the Discord and he has his submission there. So it's just cool to see, you know, it's cool to be in touch and to be in contact with and, uh, you know, share this entire experience with everybody yeah this experience exactly yeah and uh and that's that's you know that's what our friend uh derek from the weekly uh pull list on youtube check him out he does amazing uh reviews on comic books including you know focus on radiant black which he's also a huge fan of and that's what derek uh, called uh radiant black each issue of radiant black he says it's an experience kind of like acid or a concert (laughs) just like you know what man you nailed it on the head there it's an experience you know, I, I had the same vibe. That's why I made that, that meme of like the uh, spread from page four, the welcome to existence is like, you know, when you uh, uh, when you uh, overdo it at a festival or something like that, whatever the meme, whatever the wording was, I forget Burning it now. Man. But <laughs> yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie man. But yeah, it, it's fantastic. So yeah, and uh, I've made a couple memes for the uh, the discord. The, you know, I almost feel bad just like putting commentary on this awesome artwork as is, but I just want to get the word out there. And uh, I've made like 50 invincible memes now. So it's good time to start getting the radiant black. So it's it's a lot of fun to be had you know this community is so welcoming the rating by community is amazing Basuda is such a nice editor really great guy and for those of you who you know who would like to be featured in a future issue of radiant black in the letters section just go to uh you know go to your email and email mail at radiant.black and then just mark the letters okay to print that's that's what we did and uh, you know there's there's a good chance you'll get your letter in one of the future issues that's always exciting you know share what you love about radiant black share what you love about uh you know each issue and just uh let them know and you never know what happens i i honestly was not expecting to be I mean, so just to see us there was such a an amazing moment and to have it be not only you know to have it it's like to have it be a key issue too, like issue number five the first appearance of a few characters it's also the same issue where the invincible podcast appeared in the comic for the first time i just i thought it was an honor and a privilege and i love it yeah, it's just it's. Uh, I'm just happy to be in the presence of a published author now, and and new Bashar, so it's fantastic. <laughs> but no, it's cool. And you know, I was saying about how cool they are interacting with fans, all the people involved with this comic. But you know, even in the Unleashed and giving a platform to the Unleashed and showing uh, a preview of their story, there uh, is really sweet. We t- had uh, we heard you know Strawberry hosting the uh, Radiant Radio was really excited about that, and I would be too if I was in her shoes. It looks like a really cool story that she's telling here in this little preview that we saw, and it's based on their life their live stream uh, tabletop RPG series. So it's really cool to tie in these forms of media to like you know write like a real story to tie into this cool twitch series yeah shout out to megan camarana otherwise uh, known as strawberry 17 uh, that's strawberry like b-u-r-r-y uh she's incredible she hosts the radiant radio podcast with kyle higgins and michael basudo i think it's like once every every month and it's gonna it's gonna be on next saturday at 
I said, like, I don't know, but you, you can go to our Twitch channel and you see it's usually at because, you know, we're Eastern time, so it's different. But she's a big Power Rangers fan. She's part of the Power Rangers Hyperforce. And just to see, it's always awesome to see uh, more involvement. And I uh, just want to thank her for, you know, helping grow the community. And I really enjoyed the Unleashed backup story in the in the issue. I skipped it over the first read just because I was still recovering mentally from, you know, what the whole Radiant Black that I just read, but I read it the second time. And I loved it because upon first glance, the art kind of reminded me of Merca and Dolfo's art. And, you know, that's always awesome. I love Merca and Dolfo, but uh, yeah, it's seriously cool. Check it out. And it's a good, it's nice to know that each issue of Radiant Black has something cool in the back, like whether it's going to be Marshall School of Business, like two pager, or whether it's going to be uh, some extra pages from The Unleashed. It's just nice to know that there's that sweet extra content you know what i mean yeah it's the fry at the bottom of the bag it's fantastic you know you gotta love that you you know you think you're done you reach in you've got a little bit more freaking enjoyment there for you and uh it's been great hasn't disappointed so far and so no point blank i gotta ask you who do you think this villain is Uh, before before we get into that i want to say one last thing a shout out to image comics shout out to uh, kyle higgins shout out to michael basuto shout out to ferigato natalia and everyone associated with this issue in marcelo costa and everyone everyone okay including everyone we haven't mentioned i'm sorry if we didn't mention anyone but shout out to everyone for i don't i don't know if anyone noticed but this was a 28 page comic book and they did not charge us more they charged us the same amount for more pages if this were marvel you know marvel charges five dollars cover u.s cover price for number ones because they have like two or three or four more pages so in this case they gave us more content and they did not charge us anything more and i just want to say thank you i appreciate that yeah no super cool of them and you know it's it could go unnoticed for sure if uh you know if you don't pay too much attention to it but no we see you guys you guys are awesome and thanks so much for providing an awesome story and even better value this week like that's crazy thanks so much yeah and uh, to go back to the villain i i don't know honestly with this series like i you know everyone knows we were here right the first few podcast episodes we were just speculating up the ass on you know what's going on and what the fuck we think might happen but uh, you know, he's just blown me out the water so much that I don't even know what to think anymore. Seriously, like I, every time I think I know something, it's just like, nope, you don't know shit. You know, like we thought Justine might have been Radio Red. It turns out it's Tommy. So we, we don't know shit. Like, I mean, I'm, and I'm OK with that because everything that Higgins has written has been better than what we thought. So uh, in terms of who I think the villain is, I honestly have no idea. But I did hear a theory in our uh, Discord channel from Kelvin saying that the villain at the end of Rain and Black might be Nathan Burnett. I have yet to really explain how I came to that conclusion. But when I see Singularity logo, I think of Black Holes. When I think of Black Holes, I think of Interstellar. And that leads me to think that somehow time travel is involved somehow, if not traveling through dimensions. And while, you know... Some of these theories might sound silly. Some of them might sound far-fetched. I don't think anything is silly or far-fetched when it comes to something like Radiant Black because nothing is off the table. So I think that's a wonderful theory from uh, Kelvin. I do think that, you know, I I don't want to say that Nathan is the villain, but I do think we'll see Nathan in the future in some capacity. I don't think he's done yet because I think, I don't think Higgins would just put that panel of future Nathan with the beard, like grabbing Nathan for no reason. I think that was there for a reason, whether it's to, you know, act as a foil to showcase like a successful or a Nathan that's willing to get it done versus, you know, current Nathan who does not have that character, those characteristics, or whether it's to, you know, act as a foreshadowing for something that's going to happen later. I think that's significant. Yeah. I think that there's a few i don't know if i i don't know if i think it's a little too obvious that this is future nathan or like a different universe nathan although i'm down for the obvious if it's well told always but 
I don't know. I think there's a few ways we can get future Nathan, right? Where this could be a Nathan who maybe has seen that uh, Marshall takes the Radiant after his death and is like angry about it. Like the character of Nathan, we see him at his low in the first page. We see, you know, he's looking at he's bank, you know, he's he's in debt and he's like in the car crying on the next page we see that he's at a low and then he gets that little bit of hope in the radiant and so that he's thinking wow i can do some something with my life and then he's killed and then maybe there's a story you can tell where he sees marshall take the power and he's jealous of marshall and pissed off at his friend for presuming him like maybe leaving him for dead by the looks of it who knows there's definitely ways you can tell that story and you know that could be he could be from another universe for all we know uh who went through that event right and maybe survived and wasn't in a vegetative state or it had more control of his body. You know, there's just, I'm just spitballing out here just in the future if this is ever right. You know, you miss 100% uh, uh, of the shots you don't take. So, you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what you think about that. I, I think I just, I all I know is future Nathan, like writers, some writers, like very few writers do shit like that where it's just like whatever. But Higgins to me isn't that kind of writer. He often does things with purpose. And, you know, he said earlier on Twitter, he said that, one thing he likes about Radiant Black is that it's it's very much a fusion of all the creators involved. It's not like a writer who, if he writes something, it's not set in stone. He revisits it, visits it with the artist, with you know, with Costa, with Carey, with Basudel, and they all decide on what the best way to you know execute it is. And an example of that was he was talking about when he was you know writing the uh, the the Marshall lines, and there's one where someone commented, you know, tagged him and said the. Both, you know douchebags and he's like that's an awesome thing and he's like i just tagged michael and i you know he's like i just told michael i tagged marshall here and he did it so there seems they, they seem to be like the camaraderie the synchronicity between the uh the crew is amazing they seem to all be like on you know on point and they seem to all really enjoy working together fry gato himself tweeted saying that he loves working with higgins for that reason he loves working with a writer who is willing to accept uh you know suggestions or or you know who's willing to work on the narrative with their artists to, to form something you know beyond just okay i'm giving you a script and execute that script i i love that yeah no that's true it's when there's the true fusion of the ideas and and the vision it, it makes for some magical stuff for sure follow higgins on twitter if any of you haven't he posts a lot of good information a lot of good content uh, on his twitter and speaking of you know, we've been talking a lot about Radiant Black and a lot of people here love Radiant Black. And for those of you who would like to read more things from Kyle Higgins while waiting for the new issue of Radiant Black to come out, he has a new comic book called Ordinary Gods from Image Comics. And the first issue, I believe, is coming out on July 7th. Yeah, for sure. Uh, FOC was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, FOC already passed. Yeah, I just confirmed. Uh, July 7, 2021 is the release date. FOC is already past the FOC, but for those of you who have not pre-ordered a copy, I would not be too worried about it. Fortunately, um, number ones are usually you know more heavily ordered than number twos or other issues, so they usually have the highest print count. So uh, if, if you haven't you know, pre-ordered a copy of Ordinary Gods, just make sure to go to your comic book store the week of July 7, and I'm fairly certain you'll be able to secure yourself a copy or just call your store and ask them to hold one for you you know yeah their source usually really cool about that they're always happy to have more interest on more of their products so definitely do that and you'll likely be able to find it on the shelves on uh, on july 7th and one other thing i wanted to highlight from the discord and uh, you guys please don't take a shot every time we mention discord on this because i'm not responsible for your alcohol poisoning i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> but no uh from uh, ray drago 5 in the discord he says with the reveal of the face beyond the helmet of red it kind of embraces some questions about Nathan's writing in issue three was he subconsciously accessing info from the core of their power or was it a glitch in, of the sinking process so this kind of like tying it into like Nathan's story and 
uh, how he's writing that and how it might be connected to like the robbery and stuff like that or the core speaking to him, the Radiant. I think that's a cool kind of like thought process. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we somewhat brought that up last issue. We said that while, or sorry, while it looked like Nathan did not react because he's a weaker individual or something like that, it must, it, it could be, it's not so much that he's a weaker individual, but it could be that, you know, there was a reason that, you know, we didn't see fully what was going on between him and the Radiant. So there might have been a good reason for him to, you know, choose not to act at the moment where he turned his back onto Radiant Red. But I guess we'll find out moving forward. Yeah. Uh, one line that I do want to highlight from this this issue is when the paramedic is talking with Marshall and they say that uh, we got here six minutes ago after we got here six minutes after the building fell and his heart was already stopped. We have no idea about brain activity. I just that we have no idea about brain activity really sticks with me where who knows what the brain activity of of uh of nathan who knows where that's going to go because even if his body's messed up i know we've been leading to the ai discussion and stuff like that but who knows the effects of the rating on a human after it's been taken off there's got to be maybe some lingering stuff some lingering connective stuff who knows what exactly that's going to be but i think that's definitely hinting towards something going on with nathan's brain activity in the future oh 100 sure i that you know that's the thing i feel like if if Nathan was meant to be dead, if the purpose of Nathan, if his death was supposed to serve a purpose, I think he he would have been all, like already killed off by now. But I feel like the fact that we there's still a chance Nathan might be alive despite you know the whole situation with the brain activity, there might be something big you know being ready to happen in the next few issues. Who knows? Or maybe he does die and we get an alternate timeline, Nathan becoming the villain. That's the beauty of the series; like you never know where it's headed. Yeah, it reminds me uh, of a certain Lost moment. To bring up Lost as I have to every episode, there's a certain character that you think is dead in the fifth season finale, but they still have one last task to accomplish, and it's a very important one. So I feel like Nathan still might have one important job left for him. Otherwise. You may as well just kill him there. There's really, you know, I think that's hinting at a lot. And, you know, we have to have give Kathy something to do, of course, as she's going to be, you know, obviously a major player going forward. Kathy. Yeah. It's so random. Like you're reading the issue. There's so many things happen. It's just suddenly there's a Kathy and you're just like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was amazing. And, you know, to, to add on top of all that, one thing we have to uh, we have to bring up is it's refreshing to be a fan of a comic book again. And I, I remember like Kyle saying that like about on his uh, Invincible podcast episode where he felt that, you know, for the longest time he stopped being a fan of things. But Invincible, the comic book series, made him a fan again. And that's how I feel about Radiant Black. Honestly, like. I, you know, I've been buying a lot of issues just going through the motions, like whether it's like I've been buying Spider-Man just because I have an extensively large Spider-Man, almost the whole run. But I don't really like Nick Spencer's run personally on Spider-Man, so I stopped buying that. But when it comes to Radiant Black, I find myself not only reading the issue once when it comes out, but I reread it multiple times. And that's not just for the sake of, you know, having content to talk about in the podcast or, you know, catching those things. No, it's it's like I genuinely enjoy and love the comic book so much. It's the title I'm always looking forward to every every uh, every week that it's out or every month and it's the title where i'm always i'm so into it i'm looking for all the covers like genuinely like all the covers are incredible i'm so into what the team is doing here i'm i'm like i'm, I'm so into where it's going and i don't know if, if those of you who are uh, you know listeners of our previous episode you'll, you'll notice that We've talked a lot about Invincible in previous episodes and specifically the convergence of Invincible and Radiant Black in some ways. We've talked a lot about how one can inform the other or how one has informed the other and what we'd like to see moving forward. But uh, in this specific issue, if we go to the letter section of this issue, there's a paragraph submitted by uh, Michael Basudel, but that says, 
Someone asked, I'm quite possibly the biggest fan of an image universe that has continued on past the 90s. And whenever I see a cameo from another image comic in a separate series, my face just lights up with glee. Maybe I'm just being too overzealous and Radiant Black is a standalone series. But is there any way you can at least hint towards something in the future? Don't know if you can leg- if you legally can, but I can't wait to see in person. Anyway, so, so, so in response to this, someone said... As you've just seen, though, the world of Rainier Black just got a heck of a lot busier than it was just a few short months ago. For, for now, at least, we'll be focusing on telling stories with our own cast of characters. But never say never. If the right story opportunity showed up with the right characters, we'd love to make something happen. In fact, why not write in and tell us which image series you'd love to see Radiant Black crossover with? The more out of left field, the more better. Obviously invincible. But what about a pet adventure with Stray Dogs or going fully cosmic with Saga? The possibilities are pretty much endless. So, first of all, I love this. And I want to thank Busudo for just even entertaining the notion. I, we really appreciate that as fans of Image Comics. Second, you know, we've it's no secret. We've shared our ideas for what we'd like to see, you know, elements of Invincible in in Radiant Black or vice versa. And I've even I've even talked about it before about how I would love to see a Marvel team up like 14 issue where it's like Radiant Black and you know and uh Invincible teaming up. That would just be amazing. And especially seeing them side by side, I feel like would really elevate like I just don't know, it just really give those vibes, those feels, you know? But um it's funny, Matt and I were talking the other day and we we're talking about these bullshit ideas of because we read this, we read that exact paragraph and we were like, holy fuck, like what what, what can we do with this? Like what what opportunities are there? Yeah. And I I was like, you know, it would be cool if we suck because we're getting Skybound X right now. And Skybound X we're seeing, you know, the Rick Grimes two thousand or whatever it is from Walking Dead issue number seventy five. And it'd be cool if we saw like in the future or something, like an Angstrom or like an image event where like Angstrom is back and he's like getting all these bad guys from these portals and these bad guys are like different image like villains and then we see you know like uh invincible does the same somehow he gets access to a technology where he's allowed to go through portals and so like when the Mahler twins goes all right kid we feel bad we figured out to do this we'll help you yeah exactly so he finds a way to gain access to the portals in different dimensions and he recruits his own super team and wouldn't it just be awesome to see invincible teaming up with like owen from firepower teaming up with like super soldier teaming up with radiant black like teaming up it's it's almost like you've got this like you know these like this these heroes these image superheroes teaming up against these image super villains like i feel like something like that would be awesome but you know that's huge obviously there's a lot of licensing issues there's just a lot of crap to deal with when it comes to a situation like that but if we're talking like something smaller i don't know why but i feel like it would be very very charming to see like nathan slash marshall slash any of the radiants yeah, interact with Owen from Firepower. <laughs> like, Just imagine if Owen got a Radiant, like what the fireballs would look like mixed with the Radiant Bower. That'd be so sweet. Like like light-based like fire stuff. Oh, baby, that'd be cool as hell. Yeah, no, it's really cool to speculate on this kind of stuff and just like think what if and, you know, see what would happen in Elseworlds. But, you know it's 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 pretty sweet so it's nice to see that they entertain some of our ideas and stray dogs i me and you both started reading stray dogs i i'm really digging it uh i i don't <laughs> i couldn't even imagine a crossover with radiant black and that but you know i'd like to see like an ice cream man tie-in which would never be possible but just to see like radiant black versus the ice cream man would be pretty cool Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, Image just got so many wonderful properties. And even like if we're talking newer stuff, even just to see Radiant Black crossing over with Inferno Girl Red 
And the, the funny thing is, if you were, you know, if you were involved in the Kickstarter, if you were someone who funded it in, in you know, in a small way or in a big way, whatever, one of the higher tier, like, I don't know what they call it for Kickstarter, but, you know, one of the higher tier things you unlock from, you know, those higher tiers of fundings was it was like an art print of Inferno Girl Red and Radiant Black in the same print, like together, like almost like side by side. So I would say that that's not outside the realm of, I mean, that's not like, you know, impossible. Like, there's a very good chance we will see them cross over in the future. I think it's more likely than not. Like, I'd be surprised if it didn't happen at some point. Like, I think that that's definitely in the cards. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be really sweet to see that. So you know, it's it's so cool. Like, we're it's it's a new frontier, right? Like, it's we're only five issues in, and there's still so much of the world that we don't know. And who knows? So I I think it'd be really sweet to see like the little like tech jacket satellite just like in the background, even with, like show like a bunch of stuff. Tech jacket like, would work so well with Radiant Black, given like basically that they're like i wouldn't say that radiant black is an armor-based superhero but aesthetically speaking they would fit so well together do you know what i mean like if they were to cross over for an issue yeah exactly i i think that it they it, they would complement each other pretty well exactly exactly took the words out of my mouth but you know we don't want to go too long here we're at now we're 47 right now and we're going to try to keep it going until two but we wanted to cap ourselves there we wanted to have a little extra sized you know episode kind of like the issue itself and we're going to spend the last few minutes here just talking about Discord because specifically the Radiant Black Discord and all the good stuff that's come out of it because it's just been such an amazing week in terms of uh, the Discord and how things have come. But one of the things we want to point out about Discord is that, uh, first of all, it's a very friendly Discord. We've got uh, anyone's allowed to join. We don't have any requirements. We simply ask that those who do join remain respectful and keep the discussion limited to comics slash Radiant Black. And uh, so far, it's been wonderful. We have so many channels and we have channels for, you know, discussion of the latest issue. We have a channel for miscellaneous discussions. We have a memes and theories channels. And we recently included a Radiant Black podcast channel where people who are a part of the Discord who don't want to email us because, you know, emailing is so like 2000. I hate emailing. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. 2000 and late. Get a, get, I'm over it. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we know people don't want to email us. And uh, if, if those of you, we want to hear more of your voices. We want to hear more of your thoughts, more of your opinions. We want to be involved more with the Rain and Black community. And we want more questions on here, more topics, more everything. We loved recording this episode because we had already you know in advance prepared some theories that were shared by the wonderful members of the radiant black community on discord twitter and beyond and the inclusion of this podcast channel is meant to supplement the growth of the podcast obviously while also having a place on discord where people can send us their thoughts their opinions their questions whatever we've already had a few questions from uh from some viewers, including one of our moderators, Rajorla, who asked us what we think about the possibility of Nathan's dad becoming a Radiant. And he says, you know, we've already seen that there's one uh, old, you know, one older person is a Radiant, and that's the, uh, the the Radiant Yellow. He seems like he's a little bit older than everyone with his white hairs and whatnot. And so I, I don't, I don't want to say yes or no when it comes to any of these theories, because I don't know shit. I just know that this series is wild and that nothing is off the table. So in terms of that, yeah, someone, you know, there was another user in the Discord who, uh, and I'm sorry, the, the, the username, some of them, I won't have them all recorded because there's just so, there's been so much involvement activity the last few days. But we, we had another user from the Discord who said that, you know, it's interesting in this specific series where it's not so much the power is choosing the wielder or the individual who, you know, uses the power. 
you know, anybody can grab the powers as long as they're there, like we've seen with Marshall. So it's interesting to see that dynamic moving forward. And, you know, on that on that specific note, I'd say that anything's possible. It's totally possible to see one of the older folks at this point become a Radiant, maybe for one issue, maybe for more. Because, you know, like this user said, there is no, the Radiants don't seem to be, it's not like a Green Lantern ring where you're specifically chosen to be, you know. You're, uh, locked, you're locked into that emotion, basically, or the ring is gone or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like that. Like anybody can wield these powers here. And that actually does make for a really interesting storytelling dynamic moving forward. We could have really crazy twists and turns with this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a different kind of free willy. It's not like, uh, you know, you got free will. Nah, that's a shitty joke. I don't know. We're probably going to edit that or keep it in if you want to cringe. But uh, I will say I did really like that question about Mar- about Nathan's dad getting a radiant because I think he's just so grounded in his worldview. Like, I don't I doubt he cares much about the superhero stuff or, you know, would think about it. He's grounded, right? He's just like, oh, it's a penny you wouldn't have the other day. Like, he's just grounded in what you need to survive. But to be given like another power, I think it would be a nice like 25th anniversary or 25th issue little like side story to tell like a what if I think. That would be nice. It's it's a cool thought experiment. We've seen in in other cases with image events like Image Comics, uh, Comic Summer Special. You know, we've seen McFarlane draw Invincible on the cover with Spawn Everyone, and we've seen all these heroes cross over in other ways. So like, if you've read Savage Dragon, we've seen the five page Invincible preview in Savage Dragon. If you read Tech Jacket number one, there's the same preview in Tech Jacket. If you've read Savage Dragon number, I think 102, that's the first time Invincible, or not 102, is it 107 or 108, something like that. And then there's also like the 130s or something. There's three issues where Invincible crosses over into Savage Dragon and uh, you know he has a minor role and everything but he's there so my thoughts are if invincible can cross over into savage dragon savage dragon's owned by like eric larson right and kirkman's mm-hmm. a big fan of eric larson we all know this he's actually you know the kirkman you know he got to know him before his time at image and that kind of helped him get into image but uh yeah so it, we see that if if savage if, if invincible can cross into savage dragon if invincible can be in you know in 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 image comics summer special if if we've seen rick and shane in invincible i don't see in the long run why we can't have even just a tiny cameo of a character on a page you know even if you've read like hack slash the comic book you know you know that in hack slash there's like an invincible doll and like two issues literally just like a plush (laughs) and it's like a little cameo yeah so possible is nothing in this case yeah no i now i just kind of want to see michonne with a radiant with like a beam sword a beam katana oh my god like i think like it's hard to manage all the stakes right like one tie in image universe but i think if someone just wrote like a series on like an earth where like everything happened or like you can tie in all this stuff like viltrumites with radiant powers and this kind of stuff i think that it would be a really cool like mini series or like event Um, now my brain's just going but like who knows there's so much cool stuff that image has that like people are just starting to realize with you know you know spawn is getting more love lately with a new tv show but people might think it's oh it's just like spawn and some other stuff it's like no image is amazing image is killing it image boom a lot of indie comics these last few years they're just killing it and the funny thing is you know I, i just had another thought pop up is one thing i think would work so well as a crossover like an image crossover would be ultra mega and uh radiant black like it just like you oh. the, the ultra mega beings already look so goofy and like amazing and crazy and like goofy in a good way of course they look fucking wild right like if you read ultra mega if you know you know like you know that series is awesome and i think it would work so well like we're talking about a tokatsu series i hope i said that properly and we're talking about you know in power rangers often for example you're fighting a megazord or you fight these huge beings it just fits you know we have the radiance fighting these ginormous like ultra megas right like that would be a freaking awesome crossover i'd pay good money to see that 
Yeah, one thing I want to ask you, who is your dream pick for an artist to do, like, a variant cover for Radiant Black? Honestly, like, I, I don't know about dream, but, like, I did want to see Dinukulo. Obviously, I've, I, I voiced my uh, my uh, desire for seeing Dinukulo do a variant, and I find it so amazing that he did number seven. So that's already, like, that they yeah. already blown my yeah, mind there. Uh, trying to think. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to see Jamal Campo do uh, a, a variant for Radiant Black. I feel like his style is really good, and he could do a really cool Radiant Black variant. Maybe Del Mundo. Del Mundo is really good at drawing like psychedelic colors and doing all that. So maybe he'd do like a really cool uh, Radiant Black variant too. What about you? I want to see Otley's take on Radiant Black for sure. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say yeah. Otley, Otley would kill it, man. Like he'd straight kill it if he drew Radiant Black. I I I always look at Solid Blood Seventeen. And it just like look at Solid Blood Seventeen, that one shot by Kirkman that came out that he pretended like he didn't know what the hell was going on with it. <laughs> just look at how gorgeous Otley's artwork is. If you've read Invincible, like the whole series, you've taken the journey of like Otley's <laughs> development as an artist. Like you've seen him literally grow. And Kirkman is a writer, of course, but just Otley's incredible, man. I would. Lo- I, I'm pretty sure so many of us would love to see Otley do uh, a Radiant Black. And you know who else I'd like to see do a Radiant Black? I'd like to see Daniel Warren Johnson do a Radiant Black cover. That would be fucking awesome. I think that we've got some amazing covers in our future. Like, I, if the best covers of the series aren't behind us, then this is going to be one of the co- one of the series with the best covers of all time, or at least in the conversation. So who knows what the future holds? And I'm really excited to see what other artists uh, get in on the variant cover game. It's been a wonderful week for Radiant Black. There's been so much activity uh, when it comes to Radiant Black this week. That you know, the startup of the uh, Discord, Higgins joining, and uh, for those of you that are, you know, in America, getting back to uh, you know, re- no, you know, whatever normal seems like now, and it seems like Higgins is at a convention right now. Uh, doing signatures i believe he's at washington yeah the the washington comic con or whatever the con is in washington which is really sweet to uh start doing cons again and stuff like that so i'm excited to see what that is what that's like so if people want to get their book signed by him i'm sure there's going to be some cool radiant black cosplays it's going to be a challenge to do a cool radiant black cosplay 100 percent. and uh yeah so for those of you who are you know in the states getting ready to go back to convention season and uh you know you want to see higgins get a book signed talk to him about some radiant black you know he's at he's currently at the washington state summer con right now and he said he's going to be he said that his schedule is starting to you know fill back up because going back to cons and stuff so for those of you who are you know, who want to meet Higgins or want to talk Radiant Black with him or see him in person or just go to a fucking convention, you know, keep in, you know, stay, as keep on track with your convention dates and make sure you check that out because convention season seems to be kicking back in. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. I, it's the con season. I'm more excited than I've ever been where I, I my comic knowledge is like doubled since, uh, since the last con I went to. So I'm excited for that aspect to see the Invincible cosplays, the Radiant Black cosplays. It's going to be some fun and to meet some of the great artists, of course, and, and Higgins would be amazing. But to get stuff signed, to chat with these artists in person, it, it's amazing. I mean, Discord's the next best thing for now, but you know, you can't beat a con. So I'm, I'm excited to see that uh, cons are back, baby. Yeah. And the, the thing is, you know, for those of you who who have no access to those conventions, trust me when I say that Discord is a good filler for now, because at least you can you at least talk to the people involved in the creation of this and, you know, be involved with all the, the community and the fans. But the, yeah, for those of you who have an opportunity to go to the conventions, enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. And to, to find the link to the Discord, I mean, yeah, we tweeted it out again. It expires after seven days. We'll probably tweet out like a fresh one in like a, a few days from now when it expires. But always, if you're looking for it and can't find it, just message us on Twitter or 
Basher at the Comic Chic, right? Yeah, message me at the Comic Chic. Message us on Instagram at Radiant Black Podcast. Message pretty much just anything on Twitter associated with Radiant Black, and I'm pretty sure you'll find someone who's in the Discord who'll more than happily invite you. We said last episode that we were considering talking to Kyle Higgins about, you know, coming onto the podcast or, you know, other members coming onto the podcast. But uh, unfortunately, I think someone uh, was Omni City Comics or someone recently, a user recently from the Discord, asked him if he would feature on their podcast. And he said that he was Zoom slash podcasted out and that, uh, you know, he just wasn't looking to do a podcast right now, but he wishes them luck. And, you know, that's fair. I totally understand. That's actually the reason why I haven't asked Higgins yet, because I remember that, you know, around episode around the time we published episode two of this podcast, I wanted to ask him then, but I saw that so many people were asking him and he was saying yes to everyone to get, you know, the, the name out there to talk Radiant Black, which I really appreciate. But uh, with, you know, with conventions slowly opening back up and with everyone getting vaccinated, I, I can understand him, you know, wanting to go back out there and do some real social stuff. And I just plus he's got a new book on the way. As oh, well, yeah, we, exactly. Remote ordinary gods and you know all the stuff he's doing right now and you know this is a surprise that higgins announced two surprises actually that higgins announced on the discord but he told us that uh you know we weren't allowed to uh well no, no, he said he didn't want us to share one of the things so for those of you who want to know some awesome awesome surprises about radiant black go check out the discord trust me you won't regret it but uh with that being said i think it's a perfect uh you know, segue to end the episode. Anything you want to say, Matt? No, I'm just uh, excited for issue six, of course, and uh, I'm just elated with just everything surrounding the comic. And of course, the comic itself has been amazing. And I mean, we got Kathy this week. What more could you want? So you know, <laughs> we're we're set. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for thanks for the support. I mean, episode one cracked 100 listens on Podbean, and that's uh, that's awesome for uh, you know first episode of the podcast. 110 now, so hell yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's been amazing. We we hit out like we hit like 237 listens overall right now. So we want to thank everyone for your support. Thank you so much. We really really appreciate it. We've enjoyed this so much. We love making each episode, and we hope that they're getting better. And you know, one last thing, we. Uh, Hope So in the future, we're hoping that we can maybe get in touch with the folks from the Invincible podcast, like Ryan, TJ, and Bill, and maybe see if they would like to do a collaboration with us, you know, talk about Radiant Black, you know, Circle Guy News and, and the Radiant Black podcast. So uh, for those of you who would want to see something like that, let us know. Let us know on Discord. Let us know on, you know, on Gmail or on YouTube or anywhere. You can let us know. Tweet at us and let us know if you want to see that and we'll make it happen because uh, I think it could be really good. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for another wonderful episode. We'll see you uh, in the next episode for issue number six. Take care. Stay radiant. <laughs>